Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc. Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Hello, everyone. We're live at Britwood. We're going to take a quick commercial break because we're going to have the national anthem coming on here at Britwood, and we'll be back shortly. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. You are listening live to the Summit Spartans broadcast. For the second season on 101.7 FM and FrontPorchRadioTN.com, I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator Matt Rogers. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. The weather's gorgeous. It's 80 degrees coming off of 5A's championship versus Oak Ridge at Tucker Stadium. The Summit Spartans in their 11th season have moved up to 6A football and joined the likes of Ravenwood, Franklin, Independence, Centennial, and Brentwood in Region 7. I spoke with head coach Brian Coleman, and he likes the offensive line being the strength of the team this year, returning four starters. But the weakness will be the durability. He needs those starters on both offense and defense to stay healthy to make a run. The depth just isn't there. After coming off a dominating performance this season on the road versus Henry County, 50-14 in Week 1, the 2-0 Summit Spartans won a COVID forfeit against Spring Hill Raiders last week. Now on to Brentwood 0-2. Brentwood Bruins, led by head coach Clint Finch, don't let the record fool you. There's been a three-point loss to Blackman and a 13-point loss to Father Ryan where they play close. Brentwood was runner-up in 6A championship last year. 
And I would be remiss if I didn't thank Justin Lamb and Coach Kirby for filling in for us at Henry County. Now let's get to the bad man, Matt Rogers. Welcome back, my friend, in 2021 season. That's right, baby. It is so good to be back, Epley. I mean, seriously, what is better than Friday nights in the fall in Tennessee? And coming off of that state championship, it's like, man, I'm juiced. I missed it, baby. It is so good to be back. And the weather, I mean, you could not have ordered up a better night. Well, let me ask you, how does Summit repeat? Ooh, I think they could absolutely repeat. I'm glad that they moved up the division. Uh, Number one thing, stay healthy. They have two of the best football players in Tennessee in the Wade brothers. That's no shocker to anyone. But here's here's the secret ingredient. It's the chemistry of this team. These guys have a brotherhood. And they've been through ups, they've been through downs, they've won, they've lost together, and through those adversities, that's where the brotherhoods are formed. And, I mean, you got the Wades going to Kentucky, and they're bringing their brothers along with them. Mason Richardson, you got Brady going. I mean, these guys are sticking together. You can't put a price on that. They're going to be playing bigger, tougher, stronger, faster teams, but I don't think any other team has the chemistry that the Summit Spartans have. So what's your take on the performance versus Henry County in week one? That may have been a shocker. It's, it was uh, almost comical on what happened. Um, of course, we couldn't be there. I was so bummed that we weren't there. Uh, when, when I was texting Mason Richardson's dad, and when he told me that in the first quarter they were winning 36-6 to six or 39-6, to six, I was like, are you kidding me? And you look. Destin Wade touches the ball, has a 75-yard touchdown run. His next carry, an 80-yard touchdown run. His next carry, uh, a two-yard touchdown run. And then right before the halftime, he breaks one of the sickest high school runs I've ever seen, 98 yards. The guy went for a total. This is the comical part of it, Mike. Listen to this stat. Destin Wade rushed six times for 265 yards and four touchdowns. I graduated with a 1.96 GPA, but I can tell you right now, that's like a 66% chance he's going to get a touchdown when he touches the ball. So what about, Matt, as we move to game number two, the COVID win for Spring Hill? Uh, So I think it's good for both teams. I think it's good for Spring Hill uh, because they could stay healthy. That is a... uh, game that uh you know odds are they probably wouldn't have given summit much of a game and it it, it's there's no bonus for summit in that game other than to get out of there alive and healthy so they did that they didn't have to play i think uh it's good for both teams and two weeks off how do you prepare for brentwood i talked to coach coleman he said he's torn the positive is everyone's healthy the negative they're still trying to get in football shape or football speed. So here's the bottom line. Moving up division and having the target on your back of having the two best football players in the state and coming off of that state title, every single team that Summit plays this year wants to prove to them, hey, welcome to 6A. This isn't that lower division anymore. And the Brentwood Bruins have a long history of winning. And, these guys, and, and the coaches here are phenomenal. So I think this is... I would be surprised if this was another walk-down win for Summit. I think they're going to get Brentwood's best, and moving forward, they're only going to get harder. So uh, tonight, I think it's going to be a little bit of a tighter game, and and I'm looking forward to it. Summit just comes out in all white, the white helmet, the white jersey, the white pants. Uh, Captains are going to meet at center 
at the center of the field, and that will be team captains voted by the players, Cooper Cook, Brady Pierce, Destin Wade, and Keaton Wade. The key losses for Summit going into this season, Caleb Jolly, Ja'Kalen Cotton, and Zach Switzer on offense. Jesse Brimmeyer, Trey Hunter, Gavin Wells, Kaneda Works, and Jolly also on defense. So what would Brentwood come to play here offensively? Brentwood should be in the spread offense. Senior quarterback Davis White, he's six foot three, one seventy-five. He'll get his chance to sign to shine, filling in for Cade Grosna, um, who just left the program. He's also got a senior receiver, Aaron Walton, six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's fast. He can catch. And last year he had over 65 receptions, 12 touchdowns, and almost 800 yards receiving. Keep a listen on receiver Kyler Green at 6'1", 190. They're going to throw a lot of bubble screens, and Scott Collins will be handling the ground game, about six foot tall, 200 pounds for Brentwood. So now I'm going to spin it after they lose. Walker Merle to Tennessee, Spencer Rich, uh, Jake Brock, defensive back Matt Flip it to Summit. How do they prepare for the Bruins' offense? Well, this is going to be a big test for the new defensive coordinator, Kurt Taylor. Obviously, they lost Melton. He went to Franklin this year. He's now the head coach. So, Taylor is going to have to get these defensive backs ready to go. Brady Pierce, number 13 at safety. He's a three-year starter. I mean, this kid, he's phenomenal. So, I would say the Bruins are going to have a a, a tough time. He's kind of like an old-school Ronnie Lott. He likes to put his head in there. He likes to hurt these guys. I'm really looking forward to the junior, Aiden Bird, to step up at the other safety. He got a lot of looks last year as a sophomore when he went in there. And the big test are two guys last year that weren't playing corner. That's our senior, Noah Feltz, and the other on the other side coming from running back to cornerback, John Dipple. Big test for them tonight. And you mentioned the defense. Yes, Kurt Taylor is promoted. And Coach Coleman said the defense could be better this year than last year. Summit averaged about 15 points given up per game with two shutouts so just keep that in mind so now Brentwood defense will deploy the same defense as Summit a 3-4 look Brentwood would be a basic in cover two cover three and they're going to blitz a linebacker almost every play and that's the strength of the defense so number one Jason Lowe will be on the wide side while number 88 Christian Staggs will have the boundaries and they're going to come off the edges with those guys now to Matt for about 20 seconds how does Summit prepare offensively all right I'm going to keep it real for everybody out there I'm not trying to overstroke the Summit Spartans but I'm just going to keep it real best offensive line in school history best offensive line probably in middle Tennessee and best quarterback than basically anybody I don't see anybody uh, in this regular season stopping Destin Wade and this offensive line and I don't think Brentwood can do it I think the Spartans are going to put up a lot of points tonight special teams Ryan Crane will be the kicker Brady Pierce will be the punter remember he kicked one punt over 60 yards at Henry County and that could be a weapon Summit's colors navy blue and orange Brentwood will be blue and gold and the gold helmets, the blue jerseys, and the white pants. And that's going to come out. Matt, what are your keys to the game for Summit? we got about 30 seconds for kickoff. Do not make mistakes. Play mistake-free football or just 90% mistake-free football, and you're going to run away with this game by the third quarter. I know I said a few moments ago it's, it could be close. It really could be. But if Summit eliminates the mistakes, I don't see how much longer 
the Brentwood Bruins can hang with them past three quarters. Brandon King will be back to receive. Also with John Dippold. Those two guys will stand at about the three-yard line. The environment here tonight, man. the kicker is a sophomore. Isaac Hayes, he stands six foot one, 175 pounds. You'll see him a lot in the next couple years. As we mentioned, the coaches, and we are set to kick. Remember, Coach Coleman will be the offensive coordinator. Coordinator Jake uh, Burkett, wide receivers. Trey Tate, running back, and Tug McCleary, quarterback. And it's going to be set at the one. Coming out's King to about the 19-yard line. So here comes the senior quarterback, six foot five, 215 pounds, Destin Wade. And I'm excited about this offensive line. All five of them are seniors. And uh, like I said, man, that brotherhood, you got three three-year starters and two more seniors coming up. Uh, and you know that Coleman wants to run this ball about 90% of the yeah, time. Yeah, Matt Mullen, uh, six foot four, two seventy, left tackle. Jack Bauer, 6'2", 200. Tyler Garber, uh, Garber will be the center, and they're going to hand it off to the first play, and that's going to be Brady Pierce, and he'll get two yards. And let me finish the offensive line. Cooper Cook, three-year starter right guard, and Mason Richardson, six foot four, two sixty. At the right tackle position, Brady Pierce will play the Z at 5'10", 175 senior. Tanner Shake will be the senior uh, tight end, 6'2", 220. Austin Harvey will play the X as a junior. And Dominic Hollis will be the running back, 5'10", 175 off the left hip of Destin Wade. And here he goes. Wade's running. Wade breaks free into the secondary to the 34-yard line, a 12-yard run for Destin Wade in the first down. And that's the thing that's just so hard to stop Wade right there. He wasn't touched until after he got the first down. And these are some things I don't understand with some of these coaches. I'm just putting two guys on Destin Wade every single time, and I ain't falling for the fake. So he's running that read zone, and just play it like he's going to keep it or you're going to get hurt. Wade will be in the shotgun, 10-50 first quarter. 101.7, Mike Epley alongside Matt Rogers on the call. As he flings one out to the right, it is complete. Wade to Brady Pierce for about six yards to the 30. Check that, five yards to the 39. Surprised a little bit to see Coleman. And throw on first down there. Uh, pass protection's good. They're only bringing three rushers, Epley. They're going to stack that box all night to try to stop that run. And, of course, a uh, good call there for the pass. Austin Harvey goes to the right as the lone wolf out to the right side. He got doubles to the left. Wade and shotgun off the right hip is Hollis. And they got the load up front. They're pulling the two guys. And here comes Hollis. Hollis breaks one, two into the secondary. And he's down to the 47-yard line, eight-yard run for Dominic Hollis. First down. Basic read the zone there, and that's what Summit likes to do. They like to pull their guards towards that read zone. And what Destin Wade is doing is he's reading that defensive end. If the defensive end pinches inside, Wade's going to keep it and go outside. That time, he stayed outside, so he gave it right up the middle, and that was a first down. They're going to move the tight end. 
again to the right side. He's the lone wolf out there, and they're going to put trips to the left. We're in a pistol formation. That means Hollis is directly behind him. Option down, speed option. Wade breaks free. Wade off to the right side. Out of bounds and could have been a late hit, but not going to call it. Wade for six yards. Yeah, and Brentwood's defense, they were in the perfect defense right there, and that's just Wade being Wade. He broke about three tackles and a nice gain of six. And it almost feels like like a victory for Brentwood that it was only a five-yard gain. Remember, if you're just tuning in, Matt Rogers talked about this pregame. This guy's six foot five, two twenty. He's a load. I just to put that in perspective, if you're listening from home about Destin Wade, I know a lot of people are listening. This is the game of the week for a lot of people. It puts it in, hands off to Hollis, the draw. Hollis squeezes Hollis, his way here, for three yards. It's going to be third down, first third down. For Summit and two. Yeah, right there. That was just the basic zone. Wade wasn't even reading it and just handed it off to Hollis for a long gain of three, and they're going right to the line. They're going to go right to the line. It's going to be one yard, and they're going to hand it to Pierce. Pierce bangs his way for the first down three yards. Interesting. He put It was almost like a wildcat where Brady Pierce received uh, the snap. We didn't see that too much last year, and it paid off for him right there with the first down. Yeah, Coach Coleman said on the Wednesday night call, if you see 13 the background you called it matt it's the wildcat and that's brady pierce yep and brady's so versatile man he could do anything he could run catch uh can he throw i've never we'll seen see. him throw. 41 <laughs> yard line of brentwood summit driving 850 first quarter wade hands off to hollis hollis tiptoes and gets nothing yeah and you can see you can hear in the background brentwood fans getting fired up and they should that's a victory for them, and that's what I would do. I would make Destin Wade hand off to other people as much as possible and get them to beat us with their other guys and uh, just say, if I'm Brentwood, no big plays for Destin Wade. Pierce and Harvey to the left side. They're going to move power, uh, take sh- uh, shake, and put him on the right. Wade's going to throw it. Wade looking across the middle, complete. A nice pass and complete to Tanner Shake for the first down to the 29-yard line at Gaines 12. What a good-looking dude. I remember Tanner backing up Maddox Reed last year at tight end. That kid looks fantastic, man. He looks huge. He looks like he put on a solid 15, 20 pounds. And on that play, the guy was right on his back. And uh, Wade delivers a bullseye right in the numbers. And Shake comes down with it. That was a great play. Shake is six foot two, almost 225 pounds. Oh, yeah. He, he, was, he was below 200 last year. He looks fantastic. Trips to the right. Wade's going to throw. Wade flings it. He gets it complete. Wade is on, and that's his buddy. And I believe that's Pierce. No, it's King. Check that. He ping-pongs his way for about eight to the 21. Here's what I like what Summit's doing right now. They're seeing Brentwood line up in a cover two look. That's the two safeties back. But they're running a man defense. So Coleman's just saying, all right, if you're going to run man defense on us, then we'll throw the ball. We got our quarterback. He's going to Kentucky. He could throw two, and that's what they're doing. I like it. Nice drive started at the 19 Summit. One yard from the red zone. 7.05 left in the first quarter. It's Destin Wade at quarterback for the Spartans. He's going to run it. Wade goes to the right. Wade wiggles his way down to the nine. A first down run on a second and one. 
for Destin Wade, it gains 12. Yeah, it's just it's going to be almost, <laughs> I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but almost impossible to stop him. You do got to give credit uh, to that guy. It was a good open tackle on Wade because Wade outweighed him by about 100 pounds. So to the nine-yard line, the clock is ticking at Brentwood. It's Brentwood Summit. These two teams in the same region. It matters. All that matters going to the playoffs are these games. So you need to be in the top four to make the playoffs. Absolutely. And this, so, I was going to say, this is going to pay off, you know, if Brentwood can hold, and I say hold these guys to like five, six-minute drives, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bode better for, for the Bruins than we've seen other teams in the past. Wade's going to look to throw. Wade's going to tuck it and run. Squeezes his way down to the four-yard line. Takes a couple of Bruins with them, so that's a gain of five. That was the first time tonight on a pass play we actually saw Destin Wade under pressure. It came from the right side, and uh, all he did was step up in the pocket, shimmy shake a little bit, and he turned it into a game. So now we announce Keaton Wade in the backfield. Oh, snap. Uh, brother is going to join him off the left hook. Help and watch out because they're going to come at you. Keaton Wade is in the backfield. And Wade will run it. Jeez. Wade bangs his way across oh the goal God. line for a touchdown. Hello. It's just so fun to watch, man. It's fun because, you know, talking to Coleman, we didn't expect to see Keaton Wade, uh, defensive all-star, playing offense too much. They did that a lot their sophomore year. Uh, we didn't see really any of it last year because Keaton Wade's uh, foot injury. And now, like Coleman said, he's never felt better. He's a senior now. So it was exciting to see him in the backfield. And, uh, I mean, like you said, bang. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, that was a big hit, and uh, it wasn't good for the uh, Bruins. Ryan Crane on to attempt the extra point, and it's good. We'll take a commercial break, 532. You're listening to 101.7, 7.7 for Summit, 0 for Brentwood. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram truck and Jeep headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. And back to the game, Ryan Crane was... Put the ball on the 40, back to receive for the Bruins. Matthew Manning, he's a sophomore, six foot two, 165, has to run up and get it, and he's down at the 30. So that's where Brentwood would come on as we get the starters for the defense for Summit. Ryan Smith, six foot two, 30, in the middle. John Sloan, 5'10". 
210, and Maddox Reed, six foot five, 225. Those are the starters. As we do have Jack Bauer coming in too to play a little bit of the right side of the line. For the Brentwood Bruins, will be in the shotgun, 527, trailing seven to zero. And the quarterback, as uh, we mentioned, will be Davis White. White will hand off, and it is nothing. Finley Jamison will come up and make the tackle as I get the starters for Finley Jamison's in the middle, 5'10", 170. Uh, Jacob Turner's back, 5'10", 180. They're the middle. Outside on the jack spot, Keaton Wade, 6'5", 235. Brady Hendricks, 6'190". And it's second down and 10 for Brentwood at the 30. And White looks over to the outside. Remember, Coach Coleman said, we're going to dare them to run the football. That's what they're going to do again. And he's got a convoy in front of him. And a good play has to make the tackle by Aiden Bird as we get the secondary before we bring Matt in here. Uh, Noah Phelps in one corner, 5'10", 160. John Dippo in the other corner, 5'10", 170. Aiden Bird, free safety, 5'10", 170. And Brady Pierce, strong safety, 5'10", 185. He's a three-year starter. Can I tell you what I don't like what Brentwood's doing right now, to be honest? I don't know why you're going no huddle. If I'm playing against the Spartans, I'm slowing this game down, and I'm keeping Destin Wade off the field as much as I can. I don't like no huddle against the Summit Spartans if I'm a Brentwood listener. Walton in motion will come across. He's the big receiver. And the ball's on the ground. And Keaton Wade dives for it and gets it. Keaton Wade picks up the fumble away from the quarterback. The quarterback, Davis White, tried to get it, but Keaton Wade took it from him. Yeah, I'm just being honest, guys. I don't understand why you're not huddling if you're the Brentwood Bruins. Why hustle your offensive line to the offensive line to take on a superior team and then give Destin Wade the ball back right here? I mean, I know I sound burned out that someone's about to score again and get back online, but just from a football principle standpoint, bad snap over the head, Wade here, and now you're going to see massive momentum for Summit, assuming they score here. 408, first quarter seven for summit zero for brentwood and gonna oh, oh wade go. missed the handoff it was either dominic collis didn't know if he's getting it or destin wade the ball goes yo-yoing in the air and a turnover right back wow they gave it right back to him simple miscommunication like you said wade unfortunately bobbled the ball as it was in the air a little bit over his head he got nailed by about three guys and uh here come the bruin offense and, and, again Let's see if they go no huddle if, or, or if they're going to uh, uh, huddle up and regroup themselves a little bit. Both teams looking a little sloppy. And remember, Coach Coleman said, I need the guys in football shape and speed. And that's probably one of those. You bring in Dominic Hollis, the uh, sophomore who hasn't played a lot, and he's with Wade. they got to communicate on that read that Wade has. We don't know who's – I guess it fought there, but either way, it's a fumble. And now going to pitch it out to the left side. Remember, there's going to be bubble screens, and that will be to Aaron Walton uh, for about five yards. Yeah, and on the last uh, on the last drive that Brentwood had when they got that first down, just like you said, they're also going to fake that bubble screen and give that delayed handoff. And uh, so you're going to see it. Bubble screen, fake bubble screen with handoff, and that's kind of going to be their deal tonight. 355 first quarter, seven for Summit, zero for Brentwood. As number nine, Collins, 
200 pounds will go off the right hip of White, a quarterback. They're going to hand it left side. Got an opening, and he's going to have to be tackled by Noah Feltz in the secondary. He runs to the 41-yard line, gain of 13. Yeah, it's just that outside sweep off the left side, and that's towards Maddox Reed's side on the DN. Maddox Reed looks freaking huge, man. That kid was our uh, starting tight end, and he uh, mixed in a little bit last year with DN, and now they're just running him at DN. Now they move Maddox Reed to the left side, and Keaton Wade probably should announce where he is. He's off the left side, so I'm assuming... Uh, from the flip side that Brentwood would run to the left since Keaton's on the right of Brentwood. 346, and no, they're going to run at Keaton Wade, and that's not going to work. Is a big tackle in by Maddox Reed. Remember, I don't know, I'm a little bit older than you, but old school Tecmo Bowl on Nintendo, when you use the New York Giants, you can use Lawrence Taylor, and it was just unstoppable. That's like Destin Wade on a high school football team. Yep. Why you run at him, I have no idea. Run away from him as much as possible, or you're going to get that Lawrence Taylor Tech Mobile experience. He's going to the SEC. He looks like an SEC player. And he's going to come off the edge. It looks like he almost crossed the line of scrimmage. It's second down and 12 from the 39 for Brentwood. Three minutes, first quarter. Summit leads by seven. On the road here, and they're going to hand it off up the middle. Nowhere. Well, let's give him four yards, but rode him like a bull was Jamison. It's going to be interesting to see what Taylor, the defense coordinator for the Spartans, comes out in right here. This is definitely a throwing down, third and eight, and they're going to spread it out. But again, Epley, there's 30 seconds on the play clock, and they're already hurrying up to snap it. I don't know why they're doing that. I would milk this clock for as much as possible. Both teams in shotgun is... White will go up to the line of scrimmage and look back at a coordinator and get the play in, and they're going to run it. Put the man in motion is Collins. He's going to throw it. White's going to heave one down the middle. Intercepted. Intercepted by Brady Pierce at the 20, 30, 40. He crosses midfield, 50, 45, 40. He hurdles another guy, 30. Down to the 27-yard line, Brady Pierce. Brady Pierce had one last week, and he got one again. He's such a smart player. It looked like Manning had him beat, but then Pierce is right underneath, and he smelt that the entire way, picked it off, and a phenomenal return back down to where they started last time before they turned it over. Yeah, and I wouldn't bet on Destin Wade and Hollis turning it over. They're at the 27 of Brentwood. So this is great field position. 2.02 left in the first quarter. So Summit's defense, maybe Coach Coleman is right. They lost a couple players. Maybe it, it gets better. But Destin Wade now will hand to Hollis. Hollis squeezes, turns, and down to the 22-yard line, a gain of five. Yeah, the one thing that Coleman said he really likes about the sophomore running back, Hollis, is he's shifty. He can cut on a dime, and we saw that right there. And he's a little bit undersized, obviously, you know, a sophomore, but he's so quick, almost kind of like an old-school Darren Sproles when he played for the Saints and the Eagles. Really hard to bring down. It's going to be really fun watching him get older. Dominic Hollis is waiting at 170, around 175. 145 left in the first quarter. Wade's going to throw. Wade's running. Wade... Th- 
flings one. Oh, hits the helmet of the receiver, and it's incomplete. And I believe that was Brandon King and hit him right in the face mask. That was a rocket by Wade, but it's third down and five on the 22. Yeah, after I played for Iowa, one of our receivers went and played for the Packers, and he said his biggest complaint when he prayed for Brett Favre was that Favre threw too hard, and it was numerous times it would hit him in the chest and in the face, and he couldn't even see it. And that's exactly what happened right there. I mean, Wade just put a dart right in the face. Wade kind of wound up, too, going yeah. to the right. So you knew it had speed on it. It got on uh, Brandon King early. So Dippold and Harvey are out to the right side, and Wade's off the left hash on the 22-yard line. Wade's going to throw it. Wade across wide the open. middle. Oh, and he overthrew a wide-open receiver. He was pressured, and Brandon King was wide open. No one within 10 yards incomplete. Yeah, missed opportunity right there. Wade didn't have the opportunity to set his feet. That one's on the O-line a little bit, man. He had some pressure in his face. If Destin could add a split second more to set his feet, uh, that would be 13-0 right there. Fourth and five. It looks like Coleman's going for it. What do you want to see them do? I would run it. I'd run it with Wade. I, I really would. I mean, we haven't really seen Wade be stopped. Uh, we've seen the other running back be stopped, but I would just take it almost like a bootleg, keep it, and have Wade get the first down. Wade's by himself in the shotgun. Wade, pressure. Wade, the guys are flag on the play. Wade breaks free. Yeah. Wade will get the first down, but hold everything. There's a yellow handkerchief on the 29. Yeah, I think that's going to be on the left tackle, unfortunately. That's Mullen. It's going to be on Mullen, I believe. Uh, Wade dropped back. They went with the pass set. And then just let him do that. Let the field open up, and then let Wade scramble and go get a first down. I like the call, but unfortunately it's coming back. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. 112 left in the first quarter. Summit 7, Brentwood 0. Yeah, because you don't really want to. I mean, now you go back to the 39. You need the 19. So it's 4th and 20. I would punt it. It doesn't look like they're going to, but I'm up here and they're down there. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. I mean, this is like when my son is, is playing Madden against his buddies, and he's just like, no, we're not going to punt. We're just going to keep going. So uh, not good to be a punter on the Summit Spartans when Wade's your quarterback. You probably won't get on the field much. No, but it's fourth and 20, and Summit is going for it. And Summit overshot Brady Pierce. Destin Wade, I'm going to be honest, is not on right now. Yeah. I mean, he missed another wide-open receiver that would have been a first down. Yeah, he was wide open. Good uh, good pass pro by the offensive line. And Brady Pierce found a hole, man. He had that uh, post coming off the left side, and he had room. Uh, I, I'm going to say he would have had the first down. He would have had to get about four or five yeah. yak yards. That's yards after catch. But I think he would have did it because there was some good separation between him and the safety. Well, we have 46 seconds. A lot of... Big plays, fumbles, interceptions, four down turnovers, but the score is seven to zero. So now White will go back at quarterback for the Bruins. Hands off up the middle, a gang of tacklers, not much for Collins back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's going to see what Brent, uh, interesting to see what Brentwood does here. Uh, in, to their advantage, I do like that they're slowing it down, uh, showing a little bit more poise there. Gather yourself, keep weight off the field, because again, and that's what I said in the beginning, 
if Summit wasn't making mistakes, they'd be up 21-0 right now. Mistakes are going to hurt this team. And White back at quarterback. And a bad snap off White. The ball's on the ground. And who else has it? Keaton Wade picks up the fumble, and it's back to Summit. I mean... He's Psycho. back in the backfield too fast. He really is. And Davis White, the quarterback for Brentwood, I mean, God bless him, but that's got to be tough having Wade stare you down knowing that I got a second and a half, maybe two seconds to throw this ball. And that's the second time he's fumbled that shotgun snap. First one went over his head, but he also bobbled it before. But what he's doing is he's looking at Wade because he knows he's coming. He's taking his eye off the snap, and that's why he fumbled that ball. And like I said, man, it's got to be tough for him. Good opportunity for him to step up and do something big, but uh, again, oof, that's a scary thing to do, and he's got to keep his eye on that snap. Five seconds left in the first quarter to be on the 39 of Brentwood. This is the third time in a row Summit started in Brentwood territory. Wade's going to roll his way off the left side, and he's down to about the 16-yard line. Tackle by Lowe, as we mentioned, one of the great players on defense, but a big run by Destin Wade. I've just I've been around football my entire life. I'm 42 years old right now. I, at any level, I've never seen defenses load the box with eight guys, nine guys, and he runs a draw right into the defense and still gets 20 yards because of who's carrying it. It's crazy. We got a holding penalty on Summit, so scratch what we just said. We're at the end of one. Summit seven, Brentwood zero. You're listening to 101.7 and FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Welcome back in. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. Second quarter, 101.7. We appreciate it. If you go online, frontporchradiotn.com. Find 101.7 and click the link. Um... What I got to say here is they did run an untimed down 
uh, due to the holding at the end of the first quarter. We didn't cut back to it, but there's an incomplete pass, so now it's second and 19 on the 43. Matt, there's three turnovers by Brentwood, all possessions, and Summit needs to capitalize, only leading 7-0 to zero now. I mean, you just, again, I hate to sound like a broken record, it's the weight factor. The Brentwood Bruins do not turn the ball over too often, and if they do, they ain't going to turn it over three times in the first quarter at home. That's a big problem for them. 12 minutes on the scoreboard as we start the second quarter, and Dominic Hollis will get it, and Hollis will bang his way for two yards, and they're going to say the ball's on the ground? Surely not. This would be incredible. If they lose, that's what? Is that five turnovers and just over a quarter? Looks like it's going to... I think the official said it's... Uh, I think he said he was down anyway. So Hollis goes for two, and now Coleman's in a dilemma. Third and It'll 17. <laughs> he ain't in a dilemma. He's got two He's got two more downs to get his first down. <laughs> We're watching him go for fourth and, and forever, and he's like, oh, it's just third and 15. We got plenty of downs. <laughs> More cowbell. And here we go. Third and 17 on the 41. It will be Wade to look to throw. Wade's going to throw one and overthrew another receiver. That was Brandon King basically running just a nine route up the seam. Yeah, I'd really like to see Destin Wade really gain some composure here, bounce back and start delivering some of these balls. That is three times in a row. He's had wide open receivers that have created separation downfield, and he's just missed the target. So, uh, why that, is he overthrowing? Is you think it's the height factor, or do you think it's just not playing it as much? I mean, he only threw five passes last or two weeks ago. I mean, this whole season, he's only thrown five passes. I mean, you assume he does a lot in practice, but at the end of the day, this is still a game. You're still in someone's house, and he doesn't have a lot of reps throwing the ball. Brady Pierce with a nice kick down to the 10-yard line, returned out by Collins to the 20. So that's where Brentwood's offense will take the field, trailing Summit 7-0, 10-42 second quarter. I can tell you, Brentwood is about as sloppy as you get on offense. Kudos to their defense, but their offense is sloppy. I'll tell you this, though. Brentwood Bruins were in their house. They want this game. Don't expect that to last too long. They're going to make some adjustments, and the longer someone allows them to hang around, it's not a good thing. 10-42, second quarter. Doubles on each side. We'll throw it and complete a quick pass, and that's to Walton. Walton down to the 37, so a 17-yard game. Yeah, and that's smart right there. Again, they're not huddling. They're going no huddle, which I don't agree with, but they are just quick snap, quick release. I mean, he got rid of that ball the second it touched his hands. First down for the Bruins. Clock's ticking, and Keaton Wade's off. The We'll just call it from the left side of the uh, offense. White's going to throw it, bad pass, kind of almost skips one up to him, trying to get it to low. Yeah, uh, again, they're, they're getting rid of that ball as quick as humanly possible, and he just misfired right there. And um, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. 
I wouldn't expect too many deep balls from Brentwood tonight. 10.07, second quarter, seven summit, zero Brentwood. As we have still both teams in the shotgun, neither team has gone under the center. If you're just tuning in, not much has happened. Brentwood, this is their fourth possession, three turnovers in the first three. He's going to waggle. He's white. Throws off a wild pass. He didn't set his feet and throws it up over basically the bench incomplete. Yeah, it's interesting. He's a right-handed quarterback, and they called roll to the left that side. Um, Assuming they're trying to run away from Wade that time, but um, you don't really want your right-handed quarterback throwing across his body left. It's weird because they rolled into Wade. I, I don't get it. I don't Third get that Third and at all. 10 from the 36, 10 one As Matt mentioned, Wade's going to be off the left side where Davis will be staring. Davis White looks at him and sees him. Will he blitz him? Third and 10. We'll see if Wade goes in coverage. No, he's coming. He beats the tackle, but a nice pass across the middle to number 13. That will be Matthew Manning, the sophomore, and he gets all the way up to the summit, 41. That's a big catch for the sophomore, Manning, on the Brentwood Bruins. Just a nice, quick slant. Brady Pierce was covering him right there, and he found the hole right behind the linebacker uh, that was right behind Jacobs, and, you know, he turned a seven-yard gain into about a 20-yarder. Yeah, nice play there by White. Just got the completion when he needed, 9.30 left. First and 10 on the 42, another screen. And Walton will get it for about seven. That's the senior Walton on there just taking that bubble screen. It's just a pass literally right down the line of scrimmage. And because Summit continues to play off of the receivers, that bubble screen is going to continue to be there. On the 34-yard line of Summit, 907 left until halftime. Summit seven, Brentwood zero. So now Walton's going to spread out to the left, covered by Dippold. Single coverage. They're going to throw another one. Beats the linebacker. Tackled by Bird. And a nice catch by Manning again across the middle. Yeah, Kurt Taylor's going to have to make some adjustments here. He's got the cornerback um, that's going to be Feltz and Dippled playing so far off that line that that bubble screen and these quick passes are going to be there all day. Run a little bit more press. Bring your defense up. Don't give them so much cushion. So a nice play by White to Manning. Those two have connected for two first downs on this drive. 8.30 left in the second quarter, 7-0 on the 24 of Summit. Another screen pass. Walton will catch it. Takes three Summit Spartans to take him down, and he'll be down at about the 16. So what they're doing right there is they're, they're afraid, and I'm talking about Summit here, they're preventing themselves from getting beat on those quick slants, so they're backing up their defenders, and the Bruins are just saying, if you're going to back up, we'll throw the quick bubble screen. If you're going to come close, we're going to run the slant. So, Brentwood's in a good spot right now to tie this game. Their offense is working. We're talking about the offense. White to Manning across the middle, then they throw a screen. White to Manning, and then they throw a screen. It's the same yardage, but now they're going to go back to Walton. Plays under, and Walton will get knocked out of bounds after the reception 
by Brady Pierce. I believe he got the first down. They're going to say he did. Walton's a big dude, too, man. He's a senior, 6'3", 215 pounds. That time, they motioned him from the left side of the field all the way to the right side and ran that bubble screen. Typically, you'd see a smaller guy run that, but their biggest guy on the field is making these plays. Yeah, 13-yard line now for Brentwood. His trips to the left, no one on the right. They're on the right hash. As White's going to roll to everyone on the left. He's open. He's wide open. He finds a receiver. No. And they're going to say it's incomplete. White probably should have run that one. Tried to get it to Ryan Barrett, the junior, and he dropped it. Can I be honest? I don't understand why you are taking your right-handed quarterback, rolling him left towards Keaton Wade's side. I don't get it. You can see the frustration in my voice. That's the football player inside of me coming out, Epley. I don't get it, but it's good for the Summit Spartans, so hopefully they keep doing it. Second and 10, 13-yard line of Summit. Brentwood driving, best drive of the game by far. I believe first time cross midfield uh, on their own. 7.33 left until halftime. He's going to go left again, but throw back right. Walton picks up a couple of blocks. Walton goes to the end zone and will score. So maybe that's why they're running him left, because he faked roll left that time, and you got the receiver Aaron Walton coming underneath. Wide open, right at the line of scrimmage. Another bubble screen, except this time they fake left, went right, and Walton, he did break a tackle or two, but he had a lot of room, and that resulted in a touchdown. And now all of a sudden, if he makes this extra point, we're in a tie ball game. Aiden Parker, the senior, five foot eight, 155, will kick it up to try to tie the game, and he does. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, 7-21. It's 7 for both teams. Summit and Brentwood, you're listening to 101.7. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back in. 721 left until halftime. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. Seven for Summit, seven for Brentwood. A big region game here in Williamson County. Back to receive will be John Dippold and Brandon King. And King will get it at the five. Ten, fifteen. All right, well... Not too bad. He's out to about the 22-yard line. So that's where Dustin Wade will come back out and probably 
a little disgusted, I would say, is Coach Coleman and his offense after the first drive. Basically, Will, you score with Keaton Wade for four yards. Wade in exchange with a fumble. Uh, didn't do much on the second drive. And then the the, the, or the third drive and the last drive as well. Yeah, you got to give uh, kudos to Brentwood. That was a great drive. They slowed it down a little bit. They're still not huddling, but uh, they did slow the game down, and it paid off there. Wade will fake it to King, roll his way out to the 31. That's a gain of nine. And this is normally in the past where we've seen Coleman get a little irritated that the game's tighter than it should be, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to give it to Wade every time and let him take it over. And now Wade splits out to the left. And this is the Wildcat to Brady Pierce. Pierce will go to the right, pushed out of bounds. I believe he got the first down. He needed one. Yep, there we go. So uh, we got a first down here, and uh, I think we'll go back to the normal 90-10 run scheme. But, you know, I I am interested to see how Wade's going to respond to these misfires right here because he doesn't have, you know, a long history of of being the, the dominant pass, you know, the dominant pass thrower, more of, you know, the beautiful leg runner. 6.30 6.30 left until halftime, 7-7. to Summit on the 34. We'll hand to King. King left. King's got a couple of blocks, but a nice play. As we mentioned, Lowe comes up from his spot, linebacker spot and tattoos King. Yeah, that was just a sweep to the left to King. He didn't even run the read zone like they normally do. It was a sweep to the left, and that was a corner that made that tackle there. So he, he did get around the offensive line, but uh, receivers are going to have to block a little bit better on that one. As they squeeze him down low, he's what we talked about these two linebackers, 88 on one side, and that's Staggs and Lowe on the other side. Those are probably the premier players on defense. And a nice catch as Wade throws one, and it's down. He should have been at the 43. They're going to mark him at the 41, so it's going to be third and three. Yeah, good job finding the hole right there. They only brought two rushers, and they dropped nine defenders, and Wade still found a hole right there. So got to give him credit. That was a great throw and catch. Good thing about this is Coach Coleman being the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. He's got his choice. Third and three on the 41. 520 left until halftime. And Keaton Wade is in. Keaton Wade breaks it to the outside. Keaton Wade is on his high horse (laughs) down to the 20. I mean, can you you imagine you get so irritated and you're like, all right, I'm putting the other Wade back in. And that's he's running the read zone. So you got Destin Wade at quarterback, Keaton Wade at halfback, and you're running the read zone. I mean, pick your poison. You're wrong either way if you're the defense, When right? you want to hit the accelerator, you put Wade times two, and yeah. that's what we saw. And that's a 39-yard run for Keaton Wade, and he's still going to stand beside his brother. So we know how big this drive is for Coach Coleman. He's using both of them. And Wade Destin will spin his way and keep wiggling Jeez. his way, and he's back out to the outside. A block from Keaton Wade, and he's not touching. He goes in for the touchdown. Unbelievable, and it's so exciting to watch. He ran the read zone to the left. So the defensive end pinched, so he kept the ball, and uh, he, he kept it up the middle. And when there was nothing up the middle, he broke a tackle and cut it to the outside. I mean, that was just a, 
an unbelievable, phenomenal run. He took a, uh, what, an 18, 20-yard touchdown? 21. Yeah, 21-yard touchdown, but he ran about 50 yards and broke a couple tackles. Fantastic, Destin Wade. And, and I got to say, Crane looks good, and he makes that one, so it's 14-7. to We'll stay here, 4-57 left until halftime. So, Matt, we saw what Coach Coleman thought about that drive. Keaton Wade, third and three, he's in. You get one yard almost, you know, to the close to the red zone, Keaton Wade's still in. And he led the block to free Destin Wade in so he could walk in basically skating across the pylon. It might be a, a precursor or kind of like showing us when things get tight if he's going to do that in the future, especially when, when you when you think of, of schools like, you know, Blackman, Independence, these guys, he might have to do that more than he wants to because we've talked to him. He doesn't want to run Keaton Wade back at halfback too much. But as you can see, if he gets in a tight spot, he's going to. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Epley, but was that three or four plays, 80, 80 yards with both Wades in? Five plays. So, you know, five plays with two Wades, <laughs> it, it, it's there. Well, actually, two it. plays with Wade. Right. <laughs> if you really want to be transparent, I mean, 39-yard run, and then what? Destin Wade comes back from 21. Back to receive is Matthew Manning. Uh, he's a sophomore, 165-pound receiver. Back for the Bruins. Summit leads 14-7. to If you're just tuning in, Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call, 101.7. Also, front porch radio tn.com find the link 101.7 crane's gonna kick a wobbler it's gonna land at the 25 picked up at the 20 yard line and walton will scamper out to let's see where they mark him the 34 yard line so here, Brentwood needs to answer, but you also, Matt, don't want to leave too much time on the clock for Summit at 4.53 left until halftime. Yeah, and it, again, it's going to be interesting. Bruins are still going no huddle, and remember, they get the ball after halftime. So going in at halftime, if you're Brentwood, 14-10, that, that's a victory. 14-14 is almost like having a lead because when's the last time the Summit Spartans have been in a dogfight at halftime? I, I I can't think of it. Maybe since Franklin of last year. Yeah, or Henry County. Henry it was County. a little cl- yeah, close. Going to throw it. Pressure off the edge. And down it goes. Maddox Reed. A sack. Down to the 29. Good for big Maddox Reed, man. He was the tight end last year, and he got a little bit of run at defensive end last year. But you can tell, and I'm happy for him that he got that sack. He took over for Trey Hart, uh, uh, Trey Hunter last year was our big defensive end, and Maddox has taken that spot. Six foot five, two twenty five. Beat the offensive tackle right there and got the sack. Good for him. He looks great. And Keaton Wade will line up off the. Same side off the right side for Brentwood. It's second down and 15 on the 29. 4-11 left. The clock's running. Doubles to the left. They're going to throw it. And they got it pressured. Oh, and a broken tackle. Nice play. But up to get him is John Dippold at the line of scrimmage. Walton goes nowhere. Yeah, Brady Hendricks, he's got to make that play. He sniffed that out. It looks like they're using Hendricks to shadow Brentwood's receiver, Aaron Walton, who has basically eaten up the Summit Spartans last drive. But that time Hendricks was on him, and it looks like he's going to shadow him right here to eliminate those bubble screens, and it paid off right there. Third and 15. I wonder who's coming. (laughs) 
I'm going to guess number seven, Keaton Wade. Number seven off the edge. Well, he might stop in. Uh, no, it looks like he's going to back off. Well, we'll see. Third and 15 on the 29 for Brentwood. Summit leads 14 to 7, 320 left until halftime. Big region game, and Keaton's going to go back in coverage. They're going to throw the screen back around. Picks up one block, two blocks, and he's close with the screen. And I will tell you this I don't. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to give him a first down off a little screen. Matt, I will say if Coach Taylor had a play call back, that was it. Yeah. Because he pulled everybody back, basically a prevent. Yeah. Pulled everyone back for the quick screen, and that's just when you're relying on your defensive line. I mean, I know a lot of these guys are new to the position, but they're all seniors, and, and there's got to be some more pressure put on in the face of that quarterback. That's just it was too easy for him. 310, a big first down and a slip as White tried to take off, lost his left foot and his right foot hit the dirt, so the turf monster got him. It's a loss of four. Yep, and then we're going to stay in the same defense right here. Just under three minutes left. I'd really like to see more pressure from the defensive line with the exception of Maddox Reed a few plays ago. I haven't seen a lot of pressure, so hope to see it right here. David Sane comes in for Summit. So Sane is a big body. Sane's about six foot five. Not as big as Maddox, but really tall. And if he gets his hands up, might be able to deflect one. They're going to throw a quick screen. Summit's all over it. And Walton gets lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage, gains four. Well, it's interesting to see that they brought in Davis Sane, the junior, and they took out the senior, Ryan Smith. And Ryan Smith, he's he's the biggest defensive lineman. He's, he's six foot uh, 230, biggest in terms of weight. And uh, I don't know if he was gassed. I didn't see him tap out or if he's just not putting pressure. But this is a good opportunity for Davis Sane to step up and make a play. Along with John Sloan, Maddox Reed, and Keaton Way, 227 left until halftime. It will be third and a long line on the 46 for the Brentwood Bruins, trailing by seven. And Wade's going to come off the left. But they don't give him time. They're going to throw another screen. Not going to get there. Tackle by Jacob Turner, two and a half yards short. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit short. And uh, yeah, if I'm Brentwood, two minutes left, I'm going to juice it a little bit. You got 35 seconds on the play clock. I don't know if Brentwood doesn't huddle at all, and they're bringing out their special teams. I don't agree with this. I would, I, I would do. it. I, I kind of do. The way that Wade's thrown the ball, you would think Wade's going to have to beat you running. I mean, that may be the case. He could do it. But at the 47 of Summit, watch the fake, too. Fourth and two. There it is. I like and that And it is call. a fake. And they got it. They faked it. I, I knew it seemed a little skittish out there. And he got three. Yeah. I mean, that's a redemptive call in my book. For Brentwood, here's why. We've seen firsthand two wades on the field is just unstoppable. You can't stop it. So any chance you have, if you're Brentwood, to keep this game tight, keep the offense off the field, I'm going to take it. And uh, the the fake punt there was the right call. Uh, kudos to them. But Brentwood is all scattered. They don't know what to do. They bring the offense back out, but the clock's ticking. We're at 113 to halftime. So Brentwood first and 10 on the 44 summit, and they're still 
trying to figure it out and wasted about 20-something seconds, and they finally got a timeout. Yeah, you, you bring up a strong point there that kind of didn't cross my mind until just now. They should have called the timeout right after they got that first down, get some water, regroup, come up with our next play, but that's neither here nor there. They got a minute and nine seconds, and they got to go about 44 yards for a touchdown. But remember, like I said, 14-10 is a victory for Brentwood right now because they're getting the ball back in the second half. And, uh, you know, I don't think they would be mad if you would have told them at the beginning of the night, hey, it's going to be 14-10 at halftime and you're going to get the ball. So we'll see. I'm assuming now it's still 14-7. But. We'll, we'll take a quick 30-second. We'll be back. 109 left till halftime. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM with Matt Rogers. Here's Mike Epley. A deep pass by White. Tried to get Brady Pierce, and Brady Pierce said not happening. Nice coverage there by Mr. Pierce. Second down and 10 from the 44. 104 left until halftime, 14-7 Summit. Gutsy call. They took a shot right there. Uh, And, again, we we, got to see some more pressure from this defensive line. It looks like... uh, I was going to say Smith's back in, but he, but he's not. They're giving uh, Cooper Cook, they're pulling him from the offensive line and giving him some run on defense. You could tell that uh, Kurt Taylor's not happy with the pressure this defensive line's giving him, so he's, he's rotating these guys in. And I'm sure, too, the wind, uh, you know, for them to get their – playing both ways is tough, and that's why you see, I think, Sane out there as well. We've got a whistle before the snap. They're going to say it's a false start. That'll be a penalty against the Brentwood Bruins. Yep. And uh, you know who's carrying the load up front, man, is big Johnny Sloan. He's playing that nose tackle, and he's getting double teamed pretty much every time, which shows you the caliber of player that he is and, and that he could be going into his senior year. Uh, I'd love to see Johnny Sloan make some big plays, get some big tackles, some tackle for losses, because great kid, comes from a great family, and um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of John Sloan. I think he's John Sloan Jr. because I know his dad's John Sloan too. Well, he's filling Br- Brimmeyer last year. Oh, who yeah. was really good. Big Jesse. 101 left until halftime. Brimwood on the 49 of Summit. Summit leads 14 to 7. Shotgun formation by Brimwood, second and 15. We're going to throw pressure that gets away from Keaton Wade, but Maddox Reed slows him down, and then he is tattooed. By Jacob Turner, a gain of two. <laughs> that was Whoa. nice, man. Johnny Sloan was t- chasing him down with Keaton Wade, and like he said, seconds. Turner came and popped him. And Brentwood calls timeout. And there's another timeout by Brentwood. We'll take another 30, 46 seconds left until halftime, 14 7. 
Summit leads Brentwood 101.7. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Welcome back in 101.7. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers. Matt, uh, third and 13 on the 47. We saw Summit go kind of in a prevent defense earlier this possession. What do you think uh, Coach Taylor would do now that he saw that last time that you know they're probably going to throw these screens for the Bruins down seven? Well, he's obviously made some adjustments because we haven't seen much movement out of the Brentwood offense since they scored last time. Uh, So... I think he's going to pretty – it looks like he's going to do the same thing. It pretty much looks like almost like an umbrella, like you said, and just be on that bubble screen alert to be ready to crash for a tackle. Well, they got it on the screen pass last time. They're going to hand it off to a draw up the middle and not going to get it. That is Collins. He did get to about the 39-yard line. They're going to mark him at the 38. So it's going to be four down. They're going to let the clock go. Interesting. Four yards, Matt. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. They're juicing the clock. It's fourth. I mean, the only thing I could think of is he's thinking. I don't. Hail Mary. I. I don't want to give them the ball back. Is is probably what he's thinking. We'll stay here. Nine seconds left, and uh, Brentwood calls the timeout. So. Finch decides to pull the clock, like you said, down to nine seconds, 14 sevens to score. I'm yeah. assuming you might throw a Hail Mary. I don't know why you would throw one of those screen passes. You would only have maybe one one play left. If you're going to throw a Hail Mary, you would have probably wanted to do that with about six or seven seconds left. Nine is right on that borderline. If you get sacked or if it's, uh, you know, obviously if it's an incomplete, you could leave some time. But knowing Coleman and, he and, and th- you know, and this coach probably does, uh, uh, Keetle probably does, the head coach of Brentwood, Coleman probably won't go for it before halftime. Well, we don't know the arm strength either, uh, White. Mm-hmm. So it's on the 38. He's probably going to have to throw right now. He's at the 43 in shotgun. We'll see. Nine seconds. Brentwood's going to go for it. Down seven. Here's White. White's going to throw one across the middle. Intercepted. Uh, now, can he run it back? Intercepted. It's Brady Pierce. Pierce crossed the 40. Pierce trying to get some room, and he's not going to do it, but that's going to end the first half. And Brady Pierce with his second interception. Yeah, he is definitely the backbone of this defense and the backbone of that secondary. That's the second pick. Anything deep over the middle, you can count on Brady Pierce to be there. Great play by him. So we're at halftime. We'll take about a five-minute commercial break, let the sponsors play, and we come back. It's going to stay here. It's a big game. We'll get Matt Rogers' analysis on the first half and what Summit needs to do to win this game in the second half. 14 for Summit, 7 for Brentwood. You're listening to 101.7. Also, FrontPorchRadioTN.com. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen meat and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixings. Yep. 
Quick Mart Convenience Stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart Convenience Stores, proudly serving Shell gasoline. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Thanks, JP. Welcome back in. We're at halftime. Also, you could click on Front Porch Radio TN.com. 14 7 to score. Summit leads Brent Wood. Let's call it a little sloppy. As we'll bring Matt Rogers back in in just a second, I do want to go over a couple of uh, scoring drives for both teams. Summit. Summit will um, have get the ball first and score on a 13-play drive. And that's I would say that's the best drive they've had all night. The next possession, Wade and Hollis fumble the exchange as we go to the third possession. Uh, incomplete. Uh, Coach Coleman decides to go for it. Fourth and 20 on the 39 of Brentwood. Incomplete pass by Destin Wade. Turnover on downs. The next possession, you start again in the third straight possession in Brentwood, and nothing comes of it. You punt the football, and then the last possession, the fifth possession, uh, Destin Wade will run one in from 21 yards. Keaton Wade has been involved on two possessions, both times Summit has scored. I will say the weird thing about this is for Summit is the two both times they started on their own side of the field, they scored the touchdown. Figure that out. You start on the Brentwood 23, the 27, the 34, and you have nothing to show for it. So how did they start on the those the 23, 27, 34, respectively. Brentwood fumbled a bad snap. Keaton Wade recovered. Brady Pierce made an interception on the second uh, possession for Brentwood. The third possession, Keaton Wade recovered another fumble. Then it started to settle in a little bit for Brentwood as they went to White to Walton for a screen pass, actually to tie the game 7-7, to trying to drive the ball right before halftime. Their fifth possession, both teams with five, Pierce with an interception to cut that down or stop the drive, as I would say. So 14-7 to is where we are. Matt, what's your take on that? You know, sorry about that. You know, the uh, it's the mistakes. Uh, the mistakes on both sides of the ball, because at the end of the day, equal mistakes by equal, by equal teams. And what I mean by that is Brentwood has made their mistakes. Summit has made their mistakes. Brentwood's had more turnovers, four in the first half, which is very uncharacteristic from them. But when you just line it up, I mean, total offense for Summit, 165 to Brentwood's 120. Number of plays, Brentwood actually has more plays, 31 to 27. And But, but here's the key factor. Brentwood's been able to run the ball for six yards compared to Summit's 133 yards. So, and then taking this back to, uh, you know, it, it's, it's Wades, Wades, and more Wades because between the nine attempts of the Wade brothers, Keaton's got two uh, rushing attempts for 42 yards and a touch, 
And Destin Wade's got seven rushes for 64 yards and a touch. So you can basically say, if we give the ball to Keaton, we're getting over 15 yards. If we give the ball to Destin, we're getting at least 10 yards. And then this is why I'd love to see these these younger guys like a Dominic Hollis really step up. He's carried the ball five times for only 19 yards. So uh, what I'm expecting Coleman to do in the second half is much like he always does. He's going to run first, run 90% of the time. And uh, what I would like to see is I'd like to see Summit go up a couple touchdowns, and which is reverse of, of what normal people do. I'd like to see Summit go up a couple touchdowns and then be able to throw the ball. Get Destin comfortable throwing the football down the field. Get him in a rhythm. And if you're up for a couple scores, maybe just say, hey, we're going to pass the whole time. Kind of like Bill Belichick does with the, with, with the New England Patriots. Like He does these things like, hey, we ain't running the football in this series. We're just going to pass no matter what happens. It'd be fun to see someone do that because it's going to help them in the long run in this division as they start to play tougher and tougher teams, especially going to the playoffs. Um, you got to figure sooner or later someone's going to figure out how to stop the run, and then we're going to have to rely on Destin Wade's arms. 6A football. Uh, if you don't know, if you didn't get the memo from earlier this season, Summit moved up to 6A. So that's why you see the likes of Independence always been on the schedule, but then you put Ravenwood, you put some other teams on there, Brentwood, and so that's who you have to play, and Centennial's another one. Yeah, Centennial's actually getting blown out right now, 28-0 by Independence. I just got the text. So, um, you, you know, like you said, it, this isn't uh, this isn't last year. You, you, your first question you asked me at the beginning of the night is, how likely is it for Summit to repeat? And I said, they absolutely can. If they were still in 5A, it would be a no-brainer. Like, order the rings today. But because we're in 6A, it's definitely not a, uh, a shoe-in. And they're going to have to work for it because uh, from a team aspect, when we just talk about players, Wade, I'm going to say they are the best players, you know, full circle in the division. But from a team aspect, you're going to see better teams, which means you're going to have to have better coaching, better game plans, and you're going to have to have a quarterback that can throw the football. And we know Wade can, but we need to get him more reps in in the game. What's the reason you think, let's not harp on it, but it, it's it been uh, kind of a bugaboo tonight for Wade. What's the reason you think he's missing these guys? And it's all been high. It's never low. It's never kicking up to them or hitting the dirt or the turf, as you would say. It's all sailing on it. Yeah, it could, I mean, it, it could be lack of reps. Uh, that first one that he missed, uh, he had a guy in his face, but the other two, the offensive line gave him all day. And, and again, kudos to the offensive line. They're doing a great job pass pro. And uh, Wade hasn't been under a ton of pressure. Uh, it could be anything. I'm going to go with lack of reps. Because he is overthrowing, he's got a strong arm. He's, I mean, he's got everything, but uh, it, it just he doesn't seem comfortable right, throwing the ball yet. He will be, and we know he is, and he's a gamer. I mean, the guy's been at you know the highest level in terms of state championships, winning the rings, back-to-back state champion appearances. So I mean, he he ain't nervous. He definitely ain't nervous to come in here. So and he doesn't have anything to prove, but it just doesn't seem he can't get comfortable. And his accuracy is off. So let's talk a little bit about the defense. Kirk Taylor's promoted for his experience uh, being around the program. 
Tim McKees, a linebacker coach who brought in from Stewart's Creek. Uh, Brian Burnham still there, defensive line. Secondary coach Tay Martin and cornerback as uh, Nick Michaels. So as K- Coach Taylor pulls everybody together, you think he gives them a pretty good grade right now? I mean, I know Brentwood's self-destructing, but all in all, you said they can't run the football. That's what Coach Coleman said. They're going to dare them to run the football. They can't do it, but they can throw the screen passes to those big receivers. Yeah, I mean, you definitely you got to give them credit. I mean, if, if I'm really going to nitpick, I'd like to see more pressure from the defensive line. I thought the defensive line last year was phenomenal. We saw pressure all the time. We saw a lot of guys get back here. I've only seen one guy do it one time, and that's Maddox Reed. And and that's going to be the case. Those defensive ends, when you run a 3-4 defense, it's, it's tough for the nose tackle like Johnny Sloan because he's going to get double teamed every time. So you're not going to see a ton of pressure from John Sloan because of the double team. But that's going to open up stuff for Ryan Smith, Maddox Reed to make those big plays. We saw Trey Hunter do it last year. We've seen Maddox do it once tonight. Linebackers are doing a phenomenal job. That's Jamison and Turner. Uh, because, inside. Yeah, inside. Sorry, inside linebackers. Because, you know, Brentwood, they got a solid running back, Scott Collins. He's a senior. He's six foot, 200 pounds. He's a big kid, and he's fast. So, And, and they're shutting him down. So the, I would give them, uh, on defense, I'd give them a B-plus because on top of that, with the exception of these, these little short screens, you know, Brentwood had one good drive. Brady Pierce picked it off twice. We had a fumble, a snap over the head. But I think the defense is playing fine. I mean, you're in Brentwood's house, and you held them to seven points in the first half. That's a win. Keys to winning this game, Matt, before we take our final commercial break. Same thing I said at the beginning of the game. Yep. If they can eliminate the mistakes, they'll win by double digits. Eliminate the mistakes, you win by double digits. Either way, I don't see Summit losing this game. We're at halftime. That was Matt Rogers. I'm Mike Epley. It's 14-7. to 7. We appreciate you listening to 101.7. Also, Front Porch Radio TN.com. Find the link, 101.7. You can listen on there as well. As I mentioned, we're at halftime. Summit in the lead by 7, 14-7. We'll take our final commercial break. Let all the commercials play. And we'll come back for the start of the second half. It's Brentwood Summit in a big region game. Don't miss it. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. 
Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Hey, folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodride believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. 
Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc. Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. Two minutes left until the start of the second half. If you're just tuning in, should be a good one. Summit. Welcome to 6A football. Brentwood has been here. Runner-up in the state championship last year. Just couldn't get by Oakland. But now tonight's game, 14-7, is the score. Summit Spartans ahead of the Brentwood Bruins. Uh, we do have uh, some stats coming in corrected, sent to Matt Rogers. Matt, you want to give a quick update to the audience? Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, when we were talking about the rushing game of Brentwood, I kind of made it sound like it wasn't really there. Could it be better? Yeah, but, you know, in, in defense to Scott Collins, their running back, the kid's got seven attempts for 39 yards. That's an average of 5.6 yards per carry. Where I come from, that's a win, and that's something they can definitely keep going back to. When you when you take into consideration the snap over the head for the Bruins and, like, you know, the, the, the sack and a couple other things, the quarterback – Davis White has negative 36 yards, and again, that's from those mistakes. So if Brentwood does stay with the running game and go back to it, it, it appears that it, that it can work. So going back to your original question, is Kurt Taylor happy? How would he grade him? It, a lot of improvement can come in this second half for the Spartans. And we have about one minute left. Our Both teams on the field and stretching. Uh, Brentwood's doing a couple of jogs, uh, well, let's call it sprints. 
about 10 yards and Summit getting ready to go as well. So Summit, uh, Matt, on the road, this is actually the second game played for Summit. Five home games. Yeah. All their home games in a row. That's good for you and I. We don't have to drive too far. And then the last (laughs) two would be on the road. Yeah, especially last year. I mean, you you and I made some pretty deep trips, man, to Clarksville and Henry County. And and I was bummed that we missed Henry County two weeks ago because they treated us well. You go up in that press box, you eat the catfish, the fries. It's just such a cool experience. And, again, me coming from the West Coast, you know, high school football is always like my my past. It's a big deal. But compared to the South, and everyone from the South knows this, it's just not a comparison. I mean, the vibe in the air, like football on Friday nights here is everything. This environment, it's just so awesome. The Brentwood sideline is packed. They got, you know, kids from 2 years old to 12 years old doing halftime shows and stuff. And the Summit student section is just jumping, and there's no humidity out. I would say it's about, you know, 70 degrees. It's just it's just perfect. Such a great time to be here, to be alive, and to, to be a Summit Spartan. I would say, to put this in perspective, the Summit seating is about 90% full. 95. Brentwood is 100. And there's people along the railing to watch the game. It's good to see it back. It really is. I know COVID last year limited some fans. I know parents were able, I think, as the first ticket holder uh, to get in. But it's good to see it. It it feels good. People are either – they either feel safer – now or they're just so frustrated they want to get back either way they're here and it feels fantastic so matthew manning he's a sophomore six foot two 165 will stand at the 10 yard line and wait for ryan crane to kick one down to him from summit on the 40 12 minutes to start the third if you're just tuning in we appreciate it 101.7 i'm mike epley along Side Matt Rogers, 14 for Summit, 7 for Brentwood. This should be a good one as we get close to the end. Remember, Brentwood won the state championship, 5A. Summit did last year, but Brentwood won it in 2002. Yep. They got a good history here. I mean, anytime you go into Brentwood, it's 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 not a uh, it's not a laydown victory, and uh, they're hanging with the Spartans tonight, pretty good. Yeah, even their basketball program's done really well, too. And there's other. And Walton will get it. The up back. He's going to spin his way to the 30 and go out at the 32. So Brimwood will take over there, and Summit's defense will hit the field. Yeah, short kick by the Spartans there. It came up with Aaron Walton. Again, that's that big senior receiver, Aaron Walton. He had eight grabs in the first half for 57 yards in that touchdown. So you can guarantee that the Bruins are going to go back to him as much as possible. Well, he's a great player last year as well for them. And we indicated, too, in the pregame, that's the guy you're going to have to watch. So here we go from the 32. And Brentwood will look, get the call in as Davis White, the senior quarterback, as we mentioned, six foot three. 175 gets his chance. He gets his opportunity uh, this season. And a tip pass, and it's deflected. I do not believe it was intended for Walton. He stuck his hands up, 
wanted to go outside, but it was deflected out of bounds. So I'm wondering uh, what's going on with the uh, starting defensive end, Ryan Smith, because it was somewhere around the last two series. We have not seen him yet. Right now starting at defensive end is number 78, Jack Bauer, another offensive lineman. And uh, fresh legs. He's trying to put some pressure on him. 11.45 in the first quarter. Or I'm sorry, check it in third quarter. As you have doubles to the right. Davis in the shotgun. Puts Collins out in motion. Pressure. And down he goes. Maddox Reed with the sack at the 29-yard line. Maddox Reed, the senior, lining up on Big 77, Brady Bell. Brady Bell, that right tackle, six foot three, 305 pounds. And you heard me say earlier, Maddox Reed looks fantastic. The kid has put on at least 10, 15 pounds. He's 225, takes him to the outside, spin move back to the inside for another sack, his second of the night. They're going to say it's a loss of four, so third and 14. Nice play, Maddox Reed. As you mentioned, Matt, that's his second sack of the night. He's been getting pressure from the right side of the Brentwood offensive line. Trips to the right, shotgun, third and almost 15. From the 28, we got a whistle. Look at that. And we got a false start. Let's back them up. It'll be third and 19. And you can just see how much you hear me harping on the pressure of the defense line. It is a game changer. A sack right there. Now, all of a sudden, instead of it being, you know, third and two because they got another completion, now it's third and 12, penalty, third and 17. That's why pressure is so important for the Summit Spartans, and hopefully as the year goes on, we can see more and more of it. Yeah, let's add two more yards to that. It's 19, and this is going to be where you got to get the ball out of your hands if you're uh, white. The quarterback, there's going to be – I don't know if he's going to press or not, but he does. The screen pass, and you got a bunch of tacklers out there and a nice play, and Collins will get it, but not – close to the first down and tackled Brady Hendricks as one of the players. He gained about four. Yeah, and that's a missed opportunity for the Brentwood Bruins. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he starts out with Keaton Wade there. I don't think he will. He'll probably probably keep running with the the sophomore. But, uh, again, this is where we've seen in the past Summit gets in a tight game early and then they run away with it in the second half. Ten minutes in the third quarter. Walton's the punter. He's going to kick it to Brady Pierce. Pierce did not signal fair catch. And, whoa, spins out of one tackle, two tackles, three tackles, but he's down. He gained one yard, breaking four tackles. I love Brady Pierce, That's a grinder to do. Wow. That kid has uh, guts of steel, let's So the nickname's not started yet. You're you're, you're thinking of the nicknames. They they love that throughout the season, how you gave the nicknames. But he's building it up for the audience, not the first game. Brady Pierce is one of the toughest kids yeah. on the field, not no just not just for Summit. He's one of the toughest kids on the field. Uh, I'll get a nickname for him by the end of the night. He's take already your, got two picks. Take your time. 9.55, third quarter, 14 Summit, 7 Brentwood on the 33. Wade's going to run it. Wade... Spins his way down to the 35, gain two. Yeah, just nothing there. Brentwood did a really good job at sealing that perimeter. They got the guys in the box. They're expecting run, and they're backing those safeties way back there as well. Interesting defensive call by Brentwood. It's almost like they're going to stack that box, run man with the deep safety threat just in case 
Destin Wade breaks one. You got one tackler to try to take him down. Doubles to the left. Pierce is in the slot on that side. Uh, Wade still stays in shotgun. 920 left in the third quarter. From the the 35 yard line, Wade's going to throw. He looks, he's going to run now. He tucks it under. Wade to the first down marker. He gets it by two. So a 10 yard run for Destin Wade. Yeah, great pass protection by the offensive line of the Summit Spartans. The Bruins are running man defense, and they did a great job with it. There was no open receivers, and that's why Wade ran. He's looking pass first. He wants to pass. He's feeling the pass, but it just shows how smart he is because he's not forcing anything, and he's like, all right, if you're going to run coverage, then I'll just run for the first down instead. If you're listening at home or in your car, Wade is a glider. He's not, like, quick and shifty like a Michael Vick. He just glides, and his stride is so long. It's six foot four. Hands to Hollis. Hollis behind the pulling guard down for nine yards, and Hollis gets his biggest run of the night. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's his best-looking run of the night. You were talking about how Wade's a glider. Hollis is not. He is quick, shifty. I made the comparison to, like, the NFL Darren Sproles back in the day, and uh, he's a tough guy to bring down, and that was a fantastic run by Hollins right there. Second and one on the 46 now of Brentwood. Here come the Spartans. The train is moving. It's left the station. 14-7. Wade sends his buddy Pierce across the formation and will hand it to him for one yard. He hits the circle button on the PlayStation. He goes for four, and it's a first down. (laughs) Yeah, he did. That's just a a fly sweep or a fly stretch. You bring Brady Pierce from the left side in motion. You give it to him on the handoff, and he already has that momentum running for him by coming down the line, and he just needed the yard, and he picked up about five. Yeah, some people refer to it as a jet, too. Jet sweep, fly sweep. (laughs) 8.05 left in the third quarter, 14-7. Wade got two on the left, and he's going to look left. Wade pressured, but he keeps his feet, and Wade's going to run. It breaks two tackles, three tackles. He cuts back, four tackles, five tackles, six tackles. And this is unbelievable, but there's a flag on the play. Hold everything, seven tackles, eight tackles. Then he goes into the end zone for the touchdown. Oh, my God. Nine tackles, but hold everything. There's two flags on the play. I've I've never seen anything like it. Unfortunately, it's going to come back because I think we had some blocks in the back. But you just heard me say, oh, my God. He he broke nine tackles. Nine tackles. I mean, I'm not trying to oversell this thing. It's it's unbelievable to watch. Like, you can't tackle the guy. He went up the middle. Nothing there. Broke a tackle. Went to the left. Nothing there. And took it all the way back across the field. Epley, I would say he probably ran 139 yards. So the penalties would be holding against the uh, Spartans and a block in the back, which you can't really blame him. Wade goes left, and he goes literally from almost the left sideline to the right sideline. Here comes Keaton. So now Destin Wade's like, Coach, I'm a little tired. So they tap number seven, Keaton Wade, and they stand mano a mano. Keaton weighs about 15 more pounds than Destin. Keaton's about 235. Destin's about 220. So with 737, all that, and Summit goes backwards and loses seven yards. So it's first and 17 on the 49. Whoa. 
Yeah, we got a whistle. It's fun to watch this with you. Like, I, I don't ever want to take these moments for granted, Epley, because I'm just going to say, uh, oh, go ahead. We got to take a timeout. We will. Uh, 734, we'll get that from Matt when we get back. 14-7 Summit Leads. Hi, I'm Steve, the garbage man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in, 734, third quarter, 14-7 to score. Summit leads. Summit with the football, first and 17 on the Summit 49. What a phenomenal play. Destin Wade broke nine tackles, but they call a black in the back. And we'll welcome back in, Matt. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'll I'll let you call this play and I'll say it afterwards. Go ahead. And so it's first and 17. Wade, they bring in Keaton Wade. Keaton follows the blocker. Keaton runs over one, pounds his way for two, so he gets about eight yards on the carry. What I was going to say is, you know, you you look at it and you you watch Destin and Keaton stand there on the field. It's like a men amongst boys. They're brothers. I just know, you know, I don't know how long you and I are going to do this together for, but but I know that for the the rest of my life I'm going to look back on when we watched the Wades play high school football. I've never seen anything like it. Yep, and very highly recruited. They're on everyone's radar, for, and they decided to go with each other to Kentucky. And Destin Wade runs really hard up the middle after the fake to Keaton Wade. He will get to a, the 36, so that's a gain of about five, it'll be third and four. Yeah, and you can see there from from if you're a defensive coordinator going against Destin and Keaton, Brentwood's calling the right defense. They have guys on the waves, whether they give it or whether Destin keeps it. They got guys on them. They're calling the right defense. It's just a mis- mismatch. So it's going to be third and a long four. After Wade got five, Wade's going to, his brother blocks for him, and Wade, close to the first down marker, he's going to be a half yard short. He's going to be a half yard short. I'm going to go ahead and bet my mortgage and car. Terry didn't hear that. (laughs) That they're going to go for it. It's fourth and one. Uh, And uh, they're going to go for it. Well, and you're right, Matt. It's on the 33 of Brentwood, five 46 left in the third quarter, 14-7 the score. Summit leads, and Destin Wade breaks the huddle. It's a long, let's say it's almost a yard. It's close to it. Keaton's in the backfield with him. Everybody lined in like in the phone booth. Here goes Destin Wade off the right. Wade breaks free. Wade, 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 Wade. Give him six. Touchdown. 33 yards. Destin Wade. Right there at the last second, you saw the entire defensive line from Brentwood shift to the left side. Wade picked up on it, just bolted off right away to the right side. Wasn't really touched until about 30 yards downfield, broke a tackle, and, uh, I mean, the second that the ball was snapped, you knew he was gone. The student section is going bananas. 
as Summit's largest lead of the night, Ryan Crane, will kick it up and good. Way to go, everybody. 21-7. Summit extends the lead to 14. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be back on 101.7. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back in, 21-7. This is the score, Summit leads Brentwood. In Brentwood, Williamson County, and set back to receive will be Manning. Crane will put it down at the 40. Nice drive there for Summit's first one after halftime. I always thought to myself, the, the biggest momentum is the first drive of the third quarter. We'll see if that holds true here. The ball's on the ground, but finally picked up at the 13 and down at the 17 by Manning at the 17-yard line. So, Matt, take it back to this drive. It's fourth and one. Wade roll. Wade runs right all the way across the end zone. Yeah, just a straight-up quarterback draw. What they did was Brentwood shift their entire line towards Keaton Wade, and they you know, they left the, uh, the line of scrimmage wide open on the right side for Destin, and he uh, took advantage of it, to say the least. 5-17, third quarter. 21-7 the score. Summit leads in a packed house. I mentioned this is almost to capacity here on both sides of the stadium. They're going to hand off a little outside off tackle play, and that's not going to be much for Collins, maybe a gain of one. Yeah, and uh, this is this is from in my opinion, this is the game drive for the Bruins. If if they come up with no points here, I, I don't know how you can can come back two scores down against Summit in the fourth quarter. This is a must score for for Brentwood. Shotgun formation for White, doubles to the left for the Bruins. They're going to send also Walton to the. Check that to the right. Makes trips to the right for the Bruins. 435 in the third quarter. Second down. Going to waggle and heave one deep. And it's overthrown. Incomplete pass. The coverage by John Dippold on the number one target, Aaron Walton. Great coverage by Dippold. We haven't said his name too much tonight because they've only thrown it downfield a couple times. But he was at running back last year. Coleman flipped him over to the corner, and it was great there. And I do got to mention, Brady Pierce was tripped up. And had he not fallen, Uh I'm willing to bet that that would have been his third interception. 425 third quarter. Third down and eight on the 19-yard line. The Bruins in a little bit of a danger zone here, as Matt Rogers mentioned. Down 14 to the Spartans, and White just looked across and saw Keaton Wade's coming. <laughs> they went eye-to-eye on it. Yeah. So uh, at least he could see him from the right side. He's a right thrower. 
in this situation. And here comes Wade. Wade's not blocked, but he tiptoes in there, probably trying to deflect the pass, but a nice one. Complete first down, 87, Jacob Davis to tight end. Yeah, they kept Scott Collins, uh, the running back for the Bruins, in the backfield, and they sent him on a little swing route, and it made Keaton Wade hesitate for a minute, and unfortunately, uh, the receiver just got behind our linebackers for the first down. 12-yard pass play to Davis. First down for the Bruins to keep the drive going. You would have to punt in that situation if you were the Bruins. 3.59 left. Clock still ticking. Three down linemen for the Summit Spartans. You got a nickel look here. You only got two linebackers. And they're going to run Collins. Collins fakes out Keaton Wade and gets some, a big play of 12 yards, 13 yards for Collins. Yeah, that's Collins' best run of the night. And like you said, we don't see that too often. He made a little shake inside and kind of made Keaton Wade hesitate, and then he was able to cut it back outside for the first down. Nice run by Scott Collins. Up to the 45 of Brentwood. 21-7 to score. Both teams need this victory. You get in the region, this is what matters. And here we go. They're going to go to the left side off tackle with Collins. Collins breaks one tackle, and Keaton Wade's got to come over there for a gain of seven, a missed tackle by Brady Pierce. Yeah, that's always not good for the defense if uh, outside linebacker from the opposite side has to come over there and make the tackle again. Got to see this defensive line and these linebackers step up more because the running game is now working for the Bruins. It's very similar to that last drive they scored on. Second down and three on the 48 of Summit. Doubles on both sides for the Bruins. They're going to throw it behind the receiver, Walton. No good. Coverage by Brady Hendricks. Yeah, coverage by Brady Hendricks right there. We're still sticking with the same 3-4 defense. And back in is uh, is Big Jack Bauer coming in there. We have not seen Ryan Smith return to the defensive line. I hope he's okay, but uh, needless to say, I don't think he's going to be returning tonight. 21-7. Third down and three. Another third down. For Brentwood, the second one on this drive. I'd run off tackle to the left tackle away from Wade. Doubles to the left. They have the tight end there. Up ahead, power game goes for four. And it is a first down run by Collins. Yep, and I can tell that uh, Kurt Taylor is not happy about this right now. The offensive line for the Bruins are getting push up front. And they're moving the defensive line of the Spartans backwards. And uh, anytime that safeties are making tackles is not good for the offense. 239 left in the third quarter. The clock is just a ticking. We're like NASCAR here with the time, 21-7. And this is good because for, for it's good for Brentwood. They've slowed it down because, you know, last week Henry County gave up 31 in the first quarter, and here we are at the end of the third, and we only got 21. White's going to throw it. He's pressured. Throws off his back foot, trying to get it out to the flats to Collins. No good. The coverage once again by outside linebacker Brady 
Hendricks. Yeah, and, and, and you can see that Summit is dropping a lot of players, dropping about eight or nine on that time, and they are putting a lot on Sloan and Maddox Reed's shoulders. And you can't – you know I'm saying pressure and pressure and pressure a lot, but these guys up front, they're getting double and triple teams, so it's almost impossible to get pressure. And it's looking like Taylor's just saying, we don't need pressure. We're going to make them throw on us. I hope it works out. 214. Third quarter, second down and 10 from the 44 of Summit. Brentwood with the football. Passing formation. They're going to run it off tackle left. Got a little bit of speed. Cuts back in and a nice run by Collins down to the 24-yard line. A run of 20. And now that's his another best run of the night. He's starting to scratch the surface towards the 100-yard mark. Collins is uh, definitely having his best drive of the night. That time, Summit put four guys on the line. They brought the linebacker, shot him in, and they overshot it, and that's why he was able to get a big run. Keaton Wade will be on the wide side to try to defend, and they're going to give it to him on the 23. So it's 21-7. White waits for the ball. He's just going to roll right. Going to throw off his back foot towards the end zone. The guy falls down, and he said he's down at the one. Slipped was Justin McFarland. Yeah, Ryan Barrett with the reception right Check there. It, yeah. He got behind the defense, rolling to the right, which is what I was saying earlier on. You got a right-handed quarterback, roll him to the right. It works right there. They're doing a lot of misdirection, and Summit's on their toe or on their heels. Oh, and a and a big stop on first and uh, first down and one on a run didn't get in. And I want to say that it was Ryan Barrett on as they try to another quick play. Snap up the middle, and he's going to score. And that was Brock for the touchdown. So like we said, that was a game drive for the Bruins, and they capitalized on him, man. Again, this is where you can feel momentum shifting back to Brentwood. Now, if they can get a stop or a turnover, now all of a sudden, if you're a Summit Spartan fan, your stomach's dropping a little bit. At this point, you got to think, eh, that's fine. we got, you know, two best players. We're going to score. But telling you, God forbid they get in this situation. Uh, this, is, this is a good momentum swing for Brentwood. Aiden uh, Parker makes the extra points. 21-14. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be back here in Brentwood. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. 106 left in the third quarter. So Summit now will get the football. Leading by seven. John Dippold and Brandon King will be back to receive. Big time. And we have 
92, Isaac Hayes, sophomore, six foot one, 175. We'll kick it. At the 40. And picked up by Dippold at the 25. He's up to the 30. And he's upended at the 32-yard line. So Wade will come back out. Summit started at the 33, scored a touchdown, had to go for it on fourth down to do it. 101 left in the third quarter. So let's see what Summit's got offensively. So they're coming out. Uh, Keaton Wade's not on the field. And it looks like they're coming out with uh, Austin Gruders as the tailback. Four wide receivers, double on each side. 21-14, the crowd's into it. Pierce will be in motion. He's, Wade's going to run it. Wade breaks away from one, two, three, and he's down at the 40, and that's a gain of eight. Yeah, you got Pierce coming in that motion for that fly sweep, that fly stretch, and they faked it. Wade kept it up the middle for a solid gain of eight, and again, he broke about four or five tackles doing so. Like, like I said, I mean, Brentwood's in the right position to make plays on defense. But you just got to make them against Destin Wade, and that's next, next to impossible. 28 seconds, Coach Coleman in no hurry to snap the football in the third quarter. 21-14 is the score. Second and two on the 40 of Summit. We'll run Gruders. Gruders will ricochet off one defender and go for the first down to the 46-yard line. Nice six-yard run for Gruders. Yeah, solid run by Gruders, man. The coaches like to say he runs downhill. That is a perfect example, man. He was going full speed. He hit that line hard. Well done. We're at the end of the third quarter. It's 21-14. Summit has been in charge the entire game, and they still are with the football. But we'll see what the fourth quarter has to hold. Stay tuned on 101.7. We'll be back shortly. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quickmark Convenience Stores, proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones & Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones & Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. 12 minutes left in the game. 21-14, a big region game between Summit and Brookwood. As Wade comes out throwing on first and 10, it's incomplete. So now they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, quick little attempt to uh, King in the flats. And again, we're still seeing it. Uh, Destin Wade can't can't complete he still doesn't look comfortable there no that pass was low from wade as they bring out pierce 
and Harvey to the left. Shakes to the right. And then Brandon King's out there as well. So doubles on each side for Wade. Five seconds off the clock in the fourth quarter. And they're going to run it. Wade. And he's going nowhere as he keeps it. And King probably said, maybe hand it to me, but Wade wanted to do it. Now it's a big third down. Is Keaton Wade coming in or not? Yeah, first time. And, and Destin, he's okay. He does look a little shaken up. He's running to the sidelines, I hope, just to get the play. But uh, he got popped a little bit there. We haven't seen that too much. And he is coming off the field. He's coming off the field, Epley. Yeah, this is a huge deal as now the star quarterback will go off the field on a third and ten. And my gracious, what kind of situations Brady Pierce in in the Wildcat formation? Shocked, a little shocked they didn't get it. But Pierce, I mean, he gets four yards up to the 50, but we're, the second-string quarterback, I believe, is Austin Harvey. Yeah, they're uh... – it looks like he likes that wildcat. I I don't understand. For ten yards, I don't understand it. Uh, I don't understand the. Uh, What's well, a fr- never mind? There. Hold anything. Hold everything. There's a full start penalty. So now it's going to be third and fifteen. He's keeping Keaton Wade off the field too. This has got to be a shock to the system. If you're listening for uh, Summit Spartan fans, Destin Wade has now walked off the field after getting. Really game tackled by three or four Bruins, and Wade stands literally right next to the down marker. And the clock's ticking, but here we go. In the Wildcat formation, and it will hand to Gruders. Gruders gets a little bit of opening, but he gets eight yards, but that's not going to do it on 15. Yeah, they are uh, running running that Wildcat, and it looks like Summit's going to punt for the first time tonight. Uh, I got to be honest, I, 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 the second time tonight, I'm a little uneasy that Wade didn't come back in and that they're not bringing Wade back in. Why, why aren't they putting Wade in key? I don't get it. We'll see what happens here. Uh, the Wildcat, I'm, I'm and. Pierce has got a leg. I mean, he's done a really good job at kicking. Now it's down to the 16. So a nice punt by Brady Pierce. But we're going to have to hold everything and get some kind of update on Destin Wade. Is it a concussion? Is it the wind was knocked out of him? That was probably the hardest hit on Wade we've seen in a long time. It didn't look – there's nothing with his legs or anything like that. I think he got his bell rung a little bit. It's the first time we've seen anyone meet him that hard at the line. And then it followed with two or three guys. And then again, when you fall on the ground, I didn't see him hit his head on the turf or anything like that, but he he definitely came up without his helmet on, shaken up. 10-15, Summit leads by seven on the road. Brentwood would start on their own 17. Everybody in the stadium keyed in on this game. And he's going to run it inside. And it will be Collins. And a fumble on the play. And it's Summit football. Wow. Collins fumbled the football. Unbelievable. Keaton Wade ripped the ball out of Collins' hands and took it from him. He literally took it from him right as he was going down. That is just straight manhandle play. That was unbelievable and could not have come at a worse time for Brentwood. And here's your answer. Destin Wade is back in the game with Keaton. 
I mean, so talk about just, a momentum your face, shift. Your, your face got red for a minute there, not seeing Dustin Wade, and now he's back out there. 10-04, and Wade's going to hand to his brother, Keaton. Keaton turns down about two Number to three seven, yards to the, the 17. Do you know what? I don't know. It's like I see football as like a story in my head, almost like I'm watching like a Netflix series. And, and it was like Keaton Wade said, all right. I'm going to get you back for what you just did to my brother and literally ripped it out of his hands. Like, that, that's the stuff that goes on in my mind. It was just awesome. It was Third just awesome. fumble recovery by Keaton Wade. He's a beast. Today. Tonight. Is, the, is One that, game. Is that five or six turnovers? Is that five turnovers? I'll get that in just a second. 925. Shotgun formation. Second and eight on the 17. Inside the red zone. And Wade's Destin's going to hold on to it. He's running hard. He gets close to the first down marker. He's two yards short. Yeah, and this is where you just see the, the Wade bros working together, picking apart this defense. I've never seen a zone read take so long to develop. It was like Keaton and Destin held on to that ball for a solid four seconds and ran together before Destin finally pulled it out and kept it for himself. Third and three on the twelve. Twelve and a half, say. We're in the phone booth besides Keaton Wade and Destin Wade. And Keaton's going to block for it. Keaton seals off one side. Wade rolls his way to the pylon. Is he in? Is he in? Is he in? No. He's a yard short. Yard short. And uh, like you said, man, that's just Keaton lining up at halfback next to his brother on the right side. And the second that was snapped, Wade heads down. Keaton Wade heads downhill to lead block for his brother. And uh, he rumbled, stumbled down to the two-yard line. And you got to think, you know, first and goal on the two, they're going to probably run the same play, right? Looks like they give it to him in the one. And we got a whistle. We got a timeout here by the official to spot the ball. And it is on the one. The one-yard line, 8.34 left in the fourth quarter. Summit driving by the... Keaton Wade calls fumble on the running back, took it away from him. And Matt said he's like a gladiator because they <laughs> knocked his brother out. So he said, you do unto me, I, I do unto you. What, what, is, what is the old saying? <laughs> and here comes Wade off the left. Number one will score. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Wade keeps it left side untouched. And now Summit. Definitely in the driver's seat. We've seen this before, and it's kind of like you push them too far, and they're like, okay, enough's enough. I've never seen Matt Rogers' face turn red, get nervous, <laughs> but when Destin Wade walked off the field, I thought, I, I don't know. I felt it. And actually, the extra point was blocked. So I don't know if that's going to be, we'll stay here, an issue, but it's 27 to 14. So needless to say, and Brentwood's been in this position tonight and they've capitalized, this is a game-time drive for Brentwood. If they're able to score, they're still in a position to win this game, especially with that block, but this is do or die for the Bruins on this drive. Summit looks fairly well in the second half with their drives, three drives, two touchdowns, and the only drive they didn't score on was when Wade had to exit center stage. He didn't have to. He, he, he pulled him. I think he walked on his own power off the field. Yeah, he did. Uh, it was weird. Yeah, I think he just got shaken up. I'm really curious to ask after the game what happened. Um, 
But it's cool. And the, what we talked about in the beginning, the chemistry and the brotherhood, how a brother is formed in adversity, and they faced a little adversity there, and you could see the brotherhood and actually biological brother stand up for his other brother and, and take over, take the game back, literally by force with his hands by ripping the ball out. It's just awesome. It's so fun to watch. Crane will kick at the 40, back to receive, would be Manning, 8.26 left in the game, 27 for Summit, 14 for Brentwood. It's going to be a short kick, lands at about the 23, and up ahead, steamrolls his way as I get the number 31, Tyson Moody. We'll get to the 32. So you know the pressure's probably coming. You're in a passing down, I would think, Matt. Maybe not at 821. Yeah, they're going to probably you know run, maybe do a couple bubble springs. But you see that uh, Brentwood's not afraid to take shots downfield. They've done it three or four times tonight, and we might see it right here, depending on how long these first couple plays go and what type of position Brentwood's well, in. They put John Salone on the outside now and put Ryan Smith in. Smith is back in. Uh, screen pass goes for one yard. So Ryan Smith, as you see, is in the middle now. See, I like that. Ryan Smith is a bigger body. He's six zero or six foot two thirty. Johnny Sloan's five ten two five ten two ten. So they might want to use John Sloan's speed a little bit and try to put some more pressure. Yeah, Ryan Smith is playing the nose now. Uh, two yard gain. It's second down and eight on the thirty seven. And White continues to look to the sidelines, but this is literally the clocks are ticking, a ticking, a ticking, a ticking. And it's now 7.43 left in the game. He's going to throw it across the middle, and the coverage is there, but a nice, a phenomenal, should I say, catch by Aaron Walton to the 40-yard line of Summit. I mean, no shocker there. Aaron, Aaron Walton has been on fire all night. That's his ninth reception, and that puts him just under 90 yards in receiving. You're going to see his name again tonight. I guarantee it. Our 23-yard pass play. Keeps the clock going. As I mentioned, the 40 of Summit. Brittwood driving. No pressure. He's got all day. He's going to spin it off. Oh. And, oh, and two players collide. It's Keaton Wade going for the football, and he hugs his teammate, Finley Jamison, as they collide, and they would have both got the interception. Yeah, and that it was a good adjustment by Taylor, moving Johnny Sloan to the outside. Now he's able, you know, John Sloan's a great player. If you put him one-on-one -on -one like they are now, this is creating a one-on-one -on -one match for Sloan, and he's putting pressure on now. And as you can see, when you bring the pressure, well, they're able to turn it over. They've now brought in Davis Sane to move Sloan back into the nose. Well, you know, John Sloan, he's had his hands full all night. Uh, I mean, it, it, it sucks getting double, triple teamed. I played nose tackle before. It's not fun. Here you go. And the pass play, he's going to throw it across the middle, and it's complete. And tackled by Brady Hendricks, not before, down to the 21-yard line, the catch by Cooper Hall. Yeah, Finley Jamison is on the coverage for the Summit Spartans, and uh, he just got beat right there. And uh, as you can hear the momentum in the background, Brentwood is down, but they're not out. 27-14 is the score at the 22-yard line. Brentwood driving against Summit. You need a little bit of pressure. They're not getting to him, and he's just basically, it's target practice out there. And now it's down to the seventh. Is nice catch by Walton. Aaron Walton is eating the Summit defense up. That's his 11th grab of the night. The last time we saw a receiver do this to the defense was last year against Henry County, and uh, we're seeing it again as they're knocking on Summit's door to score. 
And du- yeah, doubles off both sides. We're at the nine-yard line, actually. So that would be a 13-yard gain, and Summit will call a timeout. We'll take a 30-second as well. 6.28 left in the game. Summit 27, Britwood 14, but Britwood is driving, so hold everything. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM with Matt Rogers... Here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in, everyone. I know this is exciting for you to listen. It's a big region game for both teams. Summit on the road, but leads by 13. 6.28 left in the ball game. But Brentwood is driving, started from the 32. They are now at the 9. Here goes Whites, White at quarterback. Whites got all day, going to the right. Throws it to the end zone. It's a complete about two yards short. And that will be Merle on the reception. So White will get six, and they're going to try to run it quick, and that's going to go backwards. So, so now it's third and goal. Third and goal, about four yards to go. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think they're going to run some kind of a, some kind of a run gut up the middle to, to Collins. Well, it's third, and let's just call it four yards. To goal, and they're going to run it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Good goal line stand. If I'm and now it's fourth and goal from that second play. That's the second consecutive play with no yards. Now it's fourth and goal. If I'm in Brentwood's position right now, I'm spreading it out and I'm going to the well. I'm going to Aaron Walden on a quick slant because it's been there all day. I'm oh, a pop pass, and it's intercepted. Intercepted, and here it comes out of the pack. Down the sideline he goes. And I can't get the number. I think it's Brady Pierce. I believe it's Brady Pierce. It is Brady Pierce. His third interception of the night, Matt. Third interception for Pierce. Three fumble recoveries. And look at You got to give Brentwood credit. It was the right call. And... And, and I got to be honest with you, Walton was open. It was just underthrown to two white jerseys. Walton snuck behind him. They had the play, and they couldn't execute. So to put that in perspective, Collins threw it. It was the jump pass Tim Tebow did in Gainesville. Yep. It's basically you start like you're going to run, you hot, jump in the air, and hopefully pop it over the defense. Unfortunately, 13 was back there, and he's just so savvy. He got the ball. He smelt it out, man. Brady Pierce is such a smart player, man. So fun to watch. So Gruders will go for two yards, at, starting at the 34th Summit. 
Wade stretching his legs out. Yeah, at this point, and I know Coleman's going to do it. You know, you got a 40-second play clock. Juice it out. Uh, Brentwood already burnt one timeout. You're up by 13 points with just under five minutes to go, and that's what Coleman's doing. Juice it out. Uh, you got Keaton Wade in there, and just, you know, run with your two studs, and uh, let's go home undefeated tonight, huh? This would be a huge win for Summit if they could pull this one out on the road, and Brentwood would still be winless. Shocking after the state championship runner-up, Wade, he's not ru- he's not going fast. He's probably in second gear, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, when you talk about strength of schedule, I mean, it, it, it couldn't have been a worse hand dealt to Brentwood to start out with these three top, top Black, teams. Blackman, Father Ryan. Yeah, I mean, all those guys are going to be in the playoffs, hands down. And, you know, Brentwood's a great football team, and they have a great history, and uh, they've just run into some juggernauts early on. The clock now under four minutes. Third down and eight from the 36. The, the, the question now for Coach Coleman, do you run the football and get Brentwood to blow a timeout and maybe Destin Wade gets the first down? You do. I mean, I don't these are some things I just don't understand. Why, why, why you're calling a, a timeout right before that? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm not them. And uh, I don't know. What would you like to see? We'll stay here. 340 left in the game. Third and eight on your own 36. You throw in here? Are you just going to say, if I'm short, Brentwood burns the timeout, we kick it with 3.30 left in the game? At this point, I'm not throwing because the throwing game is not there tonight and it's too late in the game to try to make it work. Uh, you know, like kind of like be- being on a golf course and your four iron's not working and you're on the 18th hole and you got to make a good shot, keep the four iron in your bag. Same thing with passing here. Don't go to passing. What I would have done is I would have put Keaton Wade right next to him on the halfback, kind of like we saw on the goal line, and have Keaton Wade run downhill, block for his brother, and Destin will turn two yards into, you know, sometimes 70 yards. But he would have at least got close to the first down uh, because it's, it's been there all night. That's what I would have done. Two first downs, and this is over. Yeah, and I wouldn't have burnt my last time out just because it's still football. You're still in someone else's house. They have a great tradition, a great you know coaching staff here, and I, I would I would have wanted to keep at least one time out because you never know what can happen in football. Either way, Coach right, Coleman used the timeout. Third and eight on the thirty-six of Summit. Summit with the football, leading by thirteen points against Brentwood. It will be Wade with Keaton in the backfield, and they're going to actually. Jet sweep Brady Pierce. Pierce breaks one tackle, two tackles, and he got the first down by a yard. So I officially have Brady Pierce's nickname. No, not yet. Are you going with it? It's 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 easy to see. You put him on defense, he's going to get you three turnovers. You put him on offense, he's going to get you a first down when you need it the most, a.k.a. he's the man of steel, also known as Superman. There you go, Brady Pierce will be dubbed Superman by me the rest of the year. The man of freaking steel. I love you, Brady Pierce. Well, Superman's got the clock running. It's now down to 3.05 left. It's first down on the 45 for Summit on their own 45, leading by 13. I would think Coleman's going to continue to run it. He will. Keaton Wade. Keaton off the left. Keaton wiggles his way. Keaton, he needs to stay inbounds. Oh, no. 
He stepped out of bounds and stopped the clock with 247. He did get eight yards. Yeah, and there you go. Uh, and that's what that's they're doing the right thing. And this is where you see uh, Coleman has now put it in a neutral. He's feeling good, and he's going to say, all right, we're going to leave the Wades on the field. We're going to run this clock out, and we're going to go home. Uh, what looks like injury-free, which is a blessing for the Summit Spartans. Yeah, we thought the worst about Destin Wade hey, early first fourth quarter. Time stopped a little bit there for me. i got to be honest with you. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. Time your stopped fa- a little bit. Your I got face nervous. was as red as a rose. <laughs> and oh, you didn't man. know what to say. I, I was scared. I was just so scared. And Pierce will <laughs> come back, and here he steal. comes into the secondary, down to the 36-yard line, and a nice run of 11 yards on the sweep by Pierce. The man of steel, he's getting up limping a little bit, and now he's going to the sideline. I don't like that. Lord, let him be healthy. Uh, I love the man of steel run the ball. That fly sweep has been there all night, and he's actually had his two best runs on the fly sweep in the last uh, two times he's carried it. So that one was... What was it, a gain of 17, 18? Oh, uh, that was 11. Great. Yeah, that was a great game. Two minutes, 18 seconds. Britt Wood can only watch. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing for the Summit Spartans. They're leaving the Wades out there. Credit to the offensive line, man. Oh, yeah. They did a great job tonight, which Coleman told us on the call, that is their strength is the offensive line. And King will go left on the sweep. King needs to stay in bounds. King... Will fight his way down to the 29-yard line, seven-yard run for King. The other thing that's super smart for Coleman for right now, what he's doing is he's not letting Destin Wade carry the ball. He's giving it to Brady Pierce. He's giving it to King. He's letting other guys touch the ball, and that's exactly what he should be doing. I'm a little bit surprised he hasn't put Dominic Hollis back in, the shifty little sophomore. But uh, as long as he keeps the ball out of Destin Wade's hands, that's the smartest thing. You got under two minutes left. You're in someone else's house. And this is where, you know, Brentwood wants to take out their frustration one last time on, you know, the, the Kentucky superstar coming in there. And that's why you keep the ball out of Wade's hands right now. So, Wade, Keaton Wade will go out, Matt. They're going to bring Austin Gruders in to run the football. That's super smart. That's exactly what I would do. I would, uh, you know, you got to keep Destin Wade on the field because he is your quarterback. But please get the ball out of his hands as fast as possible. And so far, Coleman's doing that. I just appreciate all both sides coming to support their team. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. It is an absolute beautiful thing to see this. I mean, Friday night lights, football in the south. There's nothing, nothing better. I'll tell you this. I would like to see Hollis back in there, the, the shifty sophomore, okay. just to give him a little bit more reps. And because Brentwood's defense is so tired, he might be able to break one because he's so shifty. 143, Brentwood called the timeout. They'll hand to Dippold on the f- sweep as he will go now down to the 18 and 12 yard game for Dippold. Yeah, nice run for Dippold. That's his uh, first of the night. We saw him as the starting halfback last year when Keaton Wade went down with a foot injury. And I'm screaming for Hollis. Bring in Hollis. Let Hollis run the ball. I'd love to see the sophomore get his first score of the year, man. That would be a big morale booster for him because he's worked hard tonight. This could be the winning formation. 118 left. You still got 20 seconds on the clock. Summit's up 13, so Summit's going to win this. Yeah, turn out the lights, the party's over. A big win for Summit. Huge win for Summit. Coming into Brentwood, winning in their house. 
Um, you know, again, you talk about the Summit Spartans and the history of them. Their history before the Wades got here wasn't great. So if you would have told the Summit Spartans four years ago that they were going to come into Brentwood's house and dominate a game and win, they would have been doing backflips. This is a very big win for this school. I like to see, look, neither team's chippy. This is an emotional game. Meant a lot to both sides, but you don't see some extracurricular activity. Well, that just goes down to uh, tradition. Brentwood's a very classy team. Brentwood has great coaching. They have a great tradition, and it's you're you're not going to see that from a team like Brentwood, which is uh, respect to them, respect to Brentwood School, their coaching staff. They're a class act, and um, it, it, it shows a lot about your integrity and your character. When you're 0-3, and, uh, which is not a familiar place for the Brentwood Bruins, and you still have poise, you still have class, I'm with you, Epley. I like that. We'll take a minute commercial break, and we'll come back with Matt's final thoughts and the big win for Summit 27-14. We'll be back after these messages. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Welcome back in. We have hit the final, and an exciting bunch across the field would be the Summit Spartans, 27-14. Let's put this in perspective. You don't know how well your team's going to bounce back from a state championship run. You, you're runner-up two years ago. You win it last year. You get bumped up to 6A. You play your first opponent in 6A this year, and what happens? Well, your victorious is 27-14 on the road with the first region game. Check that box. Spring Hill, I get the COVID. You go down to the first game of the season. Henry County's ready. They're ready to get what's called revenge to knock them out last year in the semifinals, you roll up Henry County 50-14. to 14. Um, And I'll, I'll say this, 27-14 is the final. Let me give the uh, scoring for both teams. Wade uh, in the first drive for Summit runs one in on a fourth and one from the 33, 21-7. I will give credit to Brentwood. They did answer Brock with the one-yard TD run, got up to 21-14. But then right back would be Wade with the one-yard TD run, 27-14, and never looked back. The only part that you held your breath, you saw Wade walk off the field uh, on a, I believe, yeah, it was a third down, and Brady Pierce, they just kept running the Wildcat. 
but Wade, Destin Wade comes back in. We did see Keaton Wade play more running back than we've ever seen him before. So, Matt, as you kind of pull everything together, I'll let your uh, final analysis go on this. Yeah, final analysis. It was a uh, look at any time you go into someone's house and win, that's huge. I don't care how good you think your team is or how bad you think your team is. And when you come into the Brentwood Bruin house and you win, it, it's bigger than just getting a victory. It's huge for, the, for, for Summit, and it's just big all the way around. You have the two best players, in my opinion, in Tennessee with the Wade brothers, and they showed it tonight. I mean, both of them really, really shined. All four touchdowns came from the Wades, three from Destin, one from Keaton. Uh, what I really loved seeing tonight up front, the offensive line, I thought they completely dominated Brentwood's defensive line. I would have liked to see a little bit more pressure uh, from Summit's defensive line. I thought that uh, Maddox Reed had a great game. He had two sacks, and he looked so much better than he did last year. And, uh, you know, overall, look at a win is a win. Can I say what I don't like? Uh what was that? What were you going to tell me? Uh, you asked turnover six. Pierce, three INTs and Wade, three fumble recoveries. Yeah, I was going to say, what I, what I love, I'm going to be calling him the man of steel, Brady Pierce. Uh, just an absolute stud. I mean, he, he, was gr- he was really good last year. Tonight, he was really great. I think he would have had four picks had he not fell over there. But, I mean, three turnovers in Brentwood's house. He just did an absolute phenomenal job. Here's where I'm going to be critical about the Summit Spartans. They have to get a passing game going. And we saw against Franklin last year when they lost the game. I understand Coleman wants to go 90-10. He wants to run the ball 90% of the time. But if and when you get in a tight game, which we will this year being in 6A, you got to be able to throw the ball. And I'm telling you right now, uh, four for ten for thirty-four yards, or four for ten for thirty-two yards, is not going to get it done against teams like Blackman, against teams like Indy, against teams like Ravenwood. They have to develop more of a passing game, and that comes from the coaches developing that passing game early on. We can't just rely on the legs of Wade again because it's going to be a different league, different teams, different coaches. Uh, and, and that's me being critical, being the football player inside of me. He can throw. We got phenomenal receivers, and we have the best offensive line, arguably. Uh, they're up there. They're top five in Williamson County. Let's pass the ball. Let's, get, let's start passing the ball a little bit. So that's me being critical. What are the stats for tonight, man? So stats for the night, again, Destin Wade passing was 4 for 10 for 32 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Brentwood's quarterback, uh, Davis White, 20 for 31, 218 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. And then, of course, he had two fumbles uh, that he or, – or no, he had two fumbles. So he turned the ball over five times. So when you look at pound for pound, Summit's total offense was 330. Brentwood's total offense was 270. But Summit had six – I'm sorry. Brentwood had six turnovers, which is why uh, – they lost the game, but you think of six turnovers, and again, this may be critical, Epley. You get six turnovers in a game and you only win by 13? I mean, that's 
a little bit scary. So let's talk about the other good news because I feel like I'm being a little bit too negative on a, on a victory here. Destin Wade rushed the ball 18 times for 142 yards, three touchdowns. His brother, Keaton Wade, five touches, 62 yards, one touchdown. Brady Pierce, man of steel, had 32 yards on the ground. And then, uh, you know, Scott Collins for Brentwood, he had 89 yards on the ground, carried 13 times. And uh, overall, the Summit Spartans won the game. They uh, dominated up front on the offensive side of the ball, and they had some very key turnovers between Pierce and Keaton Wade, and that, for me, was the game changer. It was, for sure. And I will tell you, on the dri- you were talking about drives. Um, Summit scored t- touchdowns on four of nine possessions. So I'm not sure if that's what you want in your wheelhouse but that's what they did tonight yeah it, it, that look at that's got to be better and and coleman and and, well, and they'll fix it well let's see who's got to be better well who, here's who we have blackman's coming to town next weekend Woo-hoo-hoo. so get your freaking popcorn ready baby so, that is the game so the five home games blackman centennial beach ravenwood and indy <laughs> all coming to Summit. We're going to have a fun fall, aren't we, brother? That's five That's five in a row, and then the team will be on a bye, head to Shelbyville, and play the old defensive coordinator at Franklin on the last game. That's going to be fun, too. Melton. I wonder if Melton mom still listened to us, because she was probably our biggest fan last I know. year. Probably not, right? We'll see. <laughs> well, that's. Uh, we're going to sign off here at Brentwood. Uh, the final score, 27-14. Summit victorious. Summit moves to 3 and 0-1-0 in the region. That's the important piece. Brentwood, that's their first loss in the region, 0-3 to start the season. As we mentioned, Blackman will be here next week. Please tune in at 6.50 for us to go live from the stadium. Should be a dandy. From Matt Rogers, I'm Mike Epley. We appreciate you listening to 101.7 and Front Porch Radio Tennessee.com.